This is Pirate Radio, WGHB Farmville, 1250 at 92.7 FM Greenville, WDLX Washington, 930 at 104.1 FM Washington. Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. Was that supposed to be funny? Get these clowns out of here. Why would they do that? Do I have any freaking game? Dude. It's a cocky bunch, man. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Talking to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250 and 930. You can find us online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show and chime in on your, uh, what do you want to talk about today on Facebook Live and YouTube. Got a big show planned for you today. Bobo, our buddy Bo Bats will be in here. I think we can get him to say some inflammatory things about NC State at 3.30. So uh, we'll do that and find out what's going on with the Pitt County Girls Softball League coming up with the always entertaining Bo Bats later this hour. Gibby, formerly of WNCT Channel 9, Todd Gibson will join us. He just uh, talked to NC State players earlier today, so we'll get the NC State perspective on ECU and the Wolfpack going at it this Saturday at Dottie Ficklin Stadium. Todd Gibson will join us at 4 o'clock. Marcus Crandall will rejoin Pirate Radio coming up 4.30 this afternoon. Cranman is set to be inducted into the ECU Hall of Fame, and we'll talk about that and a lot more coming up with Marcus Crandall doing some coaching now. So we'll talk to the Cranman coming up in hour number two of today's show. And in the 5 o'clock hour, former ECU tight end Bryce Williams will join us right here in the Pirate Radio studios. And we've got Mike Houston comments to get to from earlier today. Also heard from ECU Athletics Director John Gilbert, Miles Berry, Xavier Smith, Holton Aylers talked. So uh, we got a lot of audio to get to today as well. And a great giveaway because it is Tailgate Tuesday Presented by Paps Blue Ribbon, we've got a 12-pack of PBR to give away coming up in hour number one. In fact, we'll do it at the end of this segment, so stay locked in, and you can win a uh, 12-pack of PBR. So that's coming your way today as well. Full House, Shirley Rhodes is here. Troy D's hanging out. We got uh, CJ Schaefer here. Intern Peter figured out how to work the doors, and he made it in. Good to see you, Peter. The Chan Man is here, and Ellerby is here. Everybody's here. Game week, Tuesday, fired up, ready to go. We are ready to rock and roll. I think the big dog is in the building somewhere as well. So uh, two days away from the Pirate Radio football kickoff party as uh, we are getting to believe less than 60 tickets the last time I checked. So uh, the numbers of tickets are getting low, but the number of attendance is going to be high. It's going to be a lot of fun. I know the Clydesdales have arrived in Greenville, North Carolina. So uh, they are stationed and ready to go. We will have one of those at the uh, Pirate Radio party, and they'll be doing some special things on Friday and Saturday as well. And uh, the Breakfast Club, just just an exciting weekend, really, uh, today, tomorrow, the calm before the weekend storm, Clip Brock of East Carolina and NC State. Looking forward to seeing everybody at the uh, State Theater first on Thursday night, starting at 7 o'clock. Going to be a uh, fun night, as always. State Theater this year, Breakfast Club playing, Clydesdale out there. 
Uh, we're going to do a big coming up on Thursday. So excited about that. Getting you ready for the football weekend. Our pregame coverage, by the way, begins 8 a.m. Saturday morning on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. We're with you after the game on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show and LRB also uh, UBE Pirate Preview coming up Friday at noon. Jeff Charles will be on hand with a great show coming up Friday. Yeah, absolutely. The Voice always does an outstanding job. His 35th year as the Voice of the Pirates, 35th year with the UBE Pirate Preview. So uh, excited to have that show back on Pirate Radio. Also, uh, why not throw it out there? Uh, the high school huddle, D.H. Conley football, the undefeated Vikings. Uh, so uh, a lot to listen to on Pirate Radio. So just do what I do all the time and just uh, stay locked in on 92.7 or 104.1 or on Facebook or YouTube. Uh, We are going to be delivering the content throughout the weekend and week uh, throughout this football season. It's it's just... A lot of exciting things going on. All right. uh, We've enjoyed our Tuesdays with Willie Smith the past two Tuesdays. Couldn't make it today. We'll talk to Big Willie coming up Thursday, 3 o'clock. Got called for holding today. Yeah. uh, uh, He's going to be back uh, Thursday at 3. So uh, he'll be able to block you you over to the State Theater. He'll be your offensive lineman to get you over to the party. The return of Wager McGee on Wednesday is we're going to break down the entire week one slate, including ECU and NC State. Uh, Thursday, we'll also be throwing it down to Tony on the sidelines. Let's get down to Tony. We're going to go down to Tony Haynes and get his thoughts on East Carolina NC State. Uh, so we've got a lot of uh, great content coming your way throughout this week to get you ready for game day. All right, uh, news and notes. So Mike Houston had his first weekly press conference of the year earlier today, and John Gilbert spoke before that and uh, threw out some nuggets. Ellery. First of all, tailgate lot's going to open up uh, Saturday at 7 a.m. Kegs wow. and eggs. How about a five-hour tailgate, uh, 7 a.m.? And I know Pirate fans, with this being game one, this being a game against NC State, are going to take advantage of that and uh, get to tailgating early on Saturday. People will be able to tailgate for the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Tailgate for the tailgate. 7 a.m. I do think it will prevent the people that like to get out there in the 7 o'clock hour that, that create the backlog on Berkeley Road and, of course, on Elm Street to get into the Elmhurst lots. So, uh, great call by the uh, Athletic Administration. Go ahead and open up the lots. Uh, let the fans in. Uh, it looks like it's going to be close to a capacity crowd. That's right, because I believe John Gilbert said less than 2,000 tickets available for Saturday. That's a great number. That fires me up. That means it's going to be a, a fantastic atmosphere and going to be uh, even more tickets sold between now and Saturday. So that's uh, that's positive news. Also, LRB, 15,600, over 15,600 season tickets sold. Wow. That's a good number from where we were previously. So a lot of excitement going on with this uh, Pirate football team. Things are trending in the right direction for uh, ECU athletics and, uh, of course, ECU football. And uh, $2 million today by the Clark family. $2 million. A uh, donation by uh, Bill Clark and uh, his sons to the East Carolina Athletic Department. So uh, certainly a a great day for uh, East Carolina Athletics as they are rocking and rolling here on game week. Speaking of big money, uh, Harold Varner III. Yes. It was announced today and we started chatting about this last week. Started to hear some rumblings and HV3 uh, will indeed join the Live Golf Tour and put out a statement and said the right things. He didn't have any BS about growing the game and stuff like that. He said uh, in his statement, uh, his life is changing. He said the opportunity to join the Live Golf Tour is simply too good of a financial breakthrough for me to pass by. 
he says i know what it means to grow up without much this money is going to ensure that my kid and future varners will have a solid base to start on and a life i could only dreamt about growing up so he's saying it speaking uh, the truth getting some money and it's great for his family and the uh the future varners and uh hey man that's probably gonna mean uh some money for for ecu down the road i would imagine so yeah hv3 to the live today some people like it some don't but the facts are the facts as as a non-golf fan really a huge harold varner fan um i think financially he he made the best decision for for him and his family um if he can go there be competitive and win then uh he'll he'll make more money and uh, i just think golf's at a very interesting uh you know, position in life of between the PGA and LIV, and I think uh, it'll take time to see how this plays out. And uh, good luck to Harold, and I uh, hope he has a lot of success. Glad. Uh, well, either way, it sounds like he's going to be financially stable at least for for a long time. I'm sure he'll be smart with the amount of money that he's going to get as a sign-in bonus. I guess there's will be a lot of future storylines from what he said earlier that Michael Jordan was advising him to stay on the PGA tour. Will there'd be a split up with that right. uh, with that brand yeah. you know the jump man that's always been a big part but uh, certainly Harold a very likable guy a guy that uh, I'm sure a lot of other people will want to put their products and uh, businesses around to be uh, promoting so uh, we'll just have to wait and see I think the big thing with the live tour or LIV I can't even know what to say sometimes with how, to, how to say it is I think they, they need a broadcast partner like you know the PGA does have NBC CBS and other stuff and I like their format of 54 holes but uh once they you know maybe fox or, or somebody establishes where they're on the weekends at least on when people can flip around and, and watch so uh I, I know streaming is obviously extremely popular and a lot of people do that but i, I do think uh to really kind of to break through and be really competitive yeah. in america will be to have a, a american broadcast partner yeah I, no i agree i haven't watched a single live event i haven't seen a single live swing i don't really plan to in the future either but if it's on television it'll be a lot easier to get but you would stop on it if if on a sunday afternoon yeah maybe if, if, i'm not a huge golf guy right, i'm a herald fan if it was live or pga it's not you're not really stopping on it. it just depends on if it's at like the 18th hole and someone's yeah. getting ready to win or if you saw herald or or, or if i'm in a pool that's the most likelihood right. i would be paying attention to it because I don't know. Just not a golf guy. So there you go, Live Tour. If get on broadcast television, so Clip Brock will start watching more and start these LIV. We can create pools here at Pirate Radio. Right, absolutely. That's the way to get me in. Can't wait for next year's uh well, I was gonna say Masters Pool, but I don't know if I want to mention that again. I can't wait till next year's Kentucky Derby pool. Ellerby, you wanna get in? (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be a blast pools are fun here at pirate radio (laughs) i've joined the uh, live derby (laughs) it's gonna be run we made ellerby quit just watching horse racing period i know the only horses he's in now into is clydesdales and they'll be here this weekend absolutely cannot wait to see the clydesdale uh great edition of the players lounge presented by delcor yesterday on pirate radio and uh and one of we put out like hundreds of quotes from the players and, yes. and one of them got picked up yes and that was a quote by xavier smith east carolina linebacker um and uh it said respectively uh, respectfully ain't nothing nc state do that concerns me ain't nothing their quarterback do that scares me i play the game confident i play to win and of course this made its rounds and this is like bulletin board stuff and the funny thing is xavier said the exact same thing about ecu's offense during camp 
when we're like xavier who's uh who's been giving you some trouble on the offensive side he's like nobody really you know we that's the way he talks mm-hmm. and uh it's it's funny that it became uh, the small storm that it did and it'll be used for the next few days i'm sure on message boards and things like that but uh just funny how a comment like that i, I don't know what's he supposed to be scared of nc state and come out and say you know what i'm gonna be honest with you i, I peed down my leg a little bit thinking about this game i'm really nervous i'm really scared so uh kind of funny how that made some headlines today yeah i mean i think he was i think it was just an honest answer there, yeah. were, there was no bait and switch or any anything we told him to say i, I just thought he came in and uh he's very confident yeah that's his how team. he talks again that's what he said about East his, his own team right he said we should about his post his comments in uh donnie kirkpatrick's room about what he said about ECU's all. Look what he said about you, Holton. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Bulletin board right here. Our, our, our quarterback doesn't scare us. <laughs> no, so, I, I, funny look, stuff. There's, there's. I mean, Chuck the Chest had his comments earlier this week about thinking State's going to go undefeated. Brought up the goalpost again. Uh, Mark Packer. Had, had Did you see that? Yeah. I, I have the audio. Can I play a few minutes of that? Yeah, absolutely. Because I thought it was good. Did you agree with or did everything he said there, was it accurate? I don't know if it that I don't know if it was 100% accurate. Right. We will hear the comments and we can go through it. Right. But so Mark Packer, I guess this stemmed from a conversation with Pat Narduzzi and Narduzzi asked where do you have us in the league and and Pac-Man said, "Well, I got Miami winning the league." And he said, "All right, I'm going to put that in our room." So Packer said, "You know what? We're going to do a new segment, bulletin board material." Mm-hmm. So this week's was for NC State and uh Pack and his co-host there on the ACC Network, uh, talked about it. it. Was Mark Packer trip down memory lane? Shirley, let's hear that from the ACC Network and uh, our old friend, the Pac Man. This one is for NC State. Okay, Wolf Pack Nation, I am talking to you now. I'm going to give you guys a little education here because this okay. is going to help you understand the absolute distaste okay. these two have for each other. I'm talking about East Carolina and NC State. Okay, in 1987. Jeez. 1987, East Carolina beat NC State, and they tore the goalpost down. Ooh. But you don't even know the half of it. taking notes. You might need to. They tore the goalpost down at NC State. Oh. 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 They didn't tear it down their own goal. No, they were on the road, won the game, and tore the goalpost down. Lordy, Lordy. NC State. I thought the JSU FSU flag was bad. This is. I thought I thought somebody stomping on the logo was pretty bad. I'm not done. I'm not done. Jim Valvano, the late great Jim Valvano, was the athletic director. It got so bad with the vandalism. He said, "We will not play them again." Oh, spooked out. Not going to play them again. Oh, guess Lord. what? They took it off the schedule. Oh. Five years later, guess what happened? Okay. NC State, East Carolina in the Peach Bowl. Oh, Lord. Both ranked. It's the only time they've both been ranked. Guess mm. what happened? What happens? East Carolina beat NC State. Oh. Mm. I'm not done. Okay. Oh, my God. Seven years later. Oh, Lord. Hurricane goes to the state of North Carolina. Oh. The eastern part of the state devastated. Ooh. East Carolina was scheduled to play the top 10 Miami Hurricanes. Okay. They didn't have a home to play in because their stadium was just totally wrecked. Mm. NC State, out of the graciousness of their heart, said, hey, why don't you come to Carter-Finley? Okay. Play the game against number nine Miami at Carter-Finley. What'd they say? They said, you know what? Despite all the angst, we'll do that. Mm, Okay. Guess what happened? What happens? 
East Carolina upset number nine Miami oh, Lord. at Carter oh, Finley Stadium. Oh. And then guess what they did? What they do? They tore down both golf balls. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, the dog's going crazy. The dog they did. Chester and Fuller can't believe it. Oh, so, Lord. so this is I'm just giving you a little historical reference of what took place with Whoa. East Carolina tearing down a goalpost not once, but, but twice on their field. Lordy, lordy, that's some history right so there. So are you preparing to say? So what I'm saying in State Wolfpack Nation. Don't let you. It's show. 2004. Okay. This series is dead even. Whoa. Dead even. Dave Dorn tried telling people at the press conference, you know what? We've not had great success in Greenville. Oh, wow. We've lost three out of four there. Spook. Last two times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, hey, NC State. Consider this bulletin board material mm. and a history lesson for you okay. to understand why these two don't like each other. Jeez. All right, what, there you go. What great color commentary by Trey Boston. Is that, that was yeah. former North Carolina DB? Yeah. I thought he just got hired from like the Big Ten Network. <laughs> Because he was listening like he did not have any clue about oh, this at all. Well, he probably doesn't. Carolina really? guy doesn't care about that stuff in the past. Uh, Does not care about state. <clears throat> that was uh, that was you know entertaining, informative. I would say LRB, for those on the outside. Great yeah. history lesson yeah. by the Pac Man. Yeah, I think. Uh, and after East Carolina wins on Saturday, it's going to be you know a little over an hour trip, but. They'll make it to Carter Family Stadium, tear the goalpost down again. That's <laughs> making third time. The only goalposts I want to see torn down are the ones at Carter Finley. Car- at Carter Finley. Leave the ones at Daddy Ficklin alone. Start a caravan down the uh the road. This this is gonna be unbelievable. The fans are storming the parking lot. They're getting in their cars. Tune They're headed in, west. And we'll we'll Rainbow have, PD's escorting in the Raleigh. We'll have live play by play as fans are on the way on the US Sailor fifth quarter calling show of folks making their way to Raleigh. Let's go to yeah. Kenny uh, and we're on the way to Raleigh right now. We just made it through Wilson. We just, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was at the 87 game and of course, if you go back and fact checked all the stuff about, we don't have to dive in all the details, but there was a lot of Raleigh high school students that were causing a lot of the problems on the field of, of the riot and the goalpost and all the other stuff. And, uh, you know, and Pac-Man, he he, lay, he told a great story there, too. But it also, I mean, the guy, who was the guy that was doing all the oohs and ahs? Trey, Trey Boston. Boston. Yeah, I mean, has he never seen another school take down a goalpost before? I mean, it, it, it's not uncommon for, it, it's just funny how sometimes it's, it's a, you know, when, when State won the national title in 1983 in Raleigh, they burned, destroyed Hillsborough Street. We've seen bonfires and all sorts of stuff in Chapel Hill and Durham when they've had celebrations. But it becomes riots, depending on how you want to spin it. Uh, when when certain schools uh, are, are doing their celebration of tearing down goalposts and stuff. So as long as nothing gets out of hand and no one gets hurt, I mean, I'm not pro tearing down goalposts, but uh, I, I, we'll just have to see. I, I, I thought the Pac-Man, it, it was a good segment, good bulletin board material for, for NC State, that they're on notice that, hey, look, you're coming, you are coming in as the number 13 team in the country. You are coming in with a lot of hype. You are coming in saying that you're going to win the first ACC championship <clears throat> in school history in 40-plus years. So uh, there is a lot of pressure on NC State to perform and do well in Greenville on Saturday. No doubt. And we'll hear what uh, the NC State uh, players had to say, their side of things, when we talk to Todd Gibson at 4 o'clock as he was able to speak to some of them today. You know they got to be feeling some pressure heading into this season with their highest ranking ever in school history preseason. 
and uh you know they've got a, a tough schedule they play some tough teams but it opens up on the road hated rival and uh man it's gonna be a lot of fun saturday in a place that dave dorn said earlier this week that they've struggled they're one and four in greenville that and- one win was a game where ecu was was favored and everybody just expected the pirates to yes. roll over daniel evans in the and their back. third string quarterback had a field day against yeah. the pirate defense yeah. and, but i have a question for ellerby be honest did you have a helping hand in tearing down the goalpost in 99? No. I was in 99? No, I was in the upper deck. I was, I was, I was, I've never been on the field after the game at Carter Finley. I, too, was in the upper deck then. I was in the upper deck at 99. Um, and then oh, I think man. the only time I was on the field is when, when was a few years ago when we kicked the field goal? It was David Blackwell's game. We kicked the field goal. I was I, me and Troy had media passes, and I got on the field after that game, and was we were doing yeah. some some interviews and stuff. But I, I've never been on the field. In '87, I was 12, and I was in the upper deck then. I was I did watch watch the the stuff that was going on there, but uh, no, nah, I've I've not been part of tearing down a goalpost. I don't think ever in my life. Well, this could be it, Ellerby. This could be we'll the see one. See you in Raleigh. I, yeah. <laughs> in Raleigh, maybe y'all should set up. Maybe we see if the game's getting out of hand. Maybe we should set up the fifth quarter in like the end zone up at Carter Friendly Stadium at PNC. <laughs> They're coming over the table. Good stuff. Uh, here comes Troy D. Oh, oh man, yeah, Troy D. Troy D. Did have nine yes. on the field. Troy, how cover old of, how old were you during? Yeah. Cover of USA Today. Yeah, a little too old. To I want to say he was five coach. years removed from college. <laughs> You graduated in 94, didn't you? Check that out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Your phone's going dark there. There he is. Troy, Troy has more pictures of goalposts than kids in his phone. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the twins. The twin goalposts right here. One of the greatest moments of my life. <laughs> says a lot. Troy D. Loved Somebody him. around here had to help. Troy, was Troy D. Also, we tore down three goalposts in the 91 season. The very first goalpost ever torn down in the history of ECU football, 1991 versus South Carolina. That one went down then, and then two went down in the Pittsburgh game, and then there was a storm in the field situation in the Peach Bowl, but no goalposts. The goalposts were purchased and then cut up for sale, which I have a piece of. More history. Yeah. Yeah. The history of the goalpost in East Carolina and football. I was at the game in 97 that Pac-Man was talking about as a high school student. Yeah, when the goalpost got t- torn down for on the NC State's field. When I was nine years old, we Ben Hartman kicked the game-winning field goal to beat Carolina. As soon as that ball went through the uprights, they had people already taken down the goalpost, so they wouldn't tear them down. I do remember that. Did y- y'all went to the press? You went to the press conference. Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't examined the pre- the goalpost at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Uh, I mean, are they the the flex con that can come down manually with the event staff, or are they kind of like plant, oh. planted like a tree and here to stay? That's a good question. I disagree my, my, with, with my Troy. My is they're the old school kind. This is not a goalpost teardown game. I'm just saying I think it is. I don't think it is. I think no it's a storm field no. situation. I don't think it is. I, I think I, I think it is. Why? Because if we win, I think it's going to happen. Yeah, but why? why because do that's you... a big win for the program. The program has right. been down for so long to be close to a top 10 team. A hated rival. That's a to start the season. It just it's a way to celebrate. It's just a way to say ECU's. Back. Well, there's a lot of ways to celebrate. I but I see that, and I'm not saying everyone should do it. I could see the students doing it. Hmm. Would this be my last hurrah, though? If 
if this is a storm the field. <laughs> You'll be the only are you, the Ric Flair of EC <laughs> like fan base? Should I storm the field and also participate? Yeah. Because this may be yeah, the last chance I ever get a chance to do it. In other words, he's actually going to do it. He's just trying to <laughs> no, act like asking. he's deciding. Am I too old to do that now? Well, I mean, one could argue students, you were too old in '99. No, yeah. The, the, yeah, you were five years out of college in '99. The students would be like getting ready to storm the field. You would show up. They'd say, "Man, we can't do it anymore. Somebody's dad's here." Just, <laughs> just the fact that you asked the question means yes, you're too probably old. so. I know. Yeah. Well, I almost had a near-death experience in '91 in the Pittsburgh game when it got. They started dragging the goalpost and it was knocking everyone over. And it was one of those deals like where everybody starts getting crushed to death. I was at the bottom of the pot pile, and everything went black. For about a minute, Wait, thank tragedy you. Thank struck. You for no, I service. really thought I was going to die, and I was like, "Well, this is probably the way I was meant to die." I could see like the, <laughs> I could see like my friends going, "Well, if he had to go, this is the way he wanted to go." I think you should give it one more go on Saturday. Yes, I'm just say it could be one last hurrah. Yeah, go for it. Well, no, and I look, I would, if it does happen, I would say, "Great, that's awesome! What an awesome visual that would be." I just love to see it. Yep. I'd love to. For the, I'd love to there to be the possibility, because if ECU does win, that there'd be a choice to make: do you do it or do you not? You I would. Know? I would love to see a repeat of the East Carolina West Virginia game. Just, just a, just a punch in the mouth. Domination. Twenty-four-three win. Something like that would be, would be overly impressive. Yeah. And fifty thousand just standing ovation. In the in the in the stadium, yeah, I mean, I'd be fine with that too. It just would be would be rocking around. That was one of the the best games I've ever seen in in Dowdy Ficklin. So uh, we'll see. I, I think it's going to be it's going to be an interesting game. I do I do think it'll be very intriguing how NC State lives up to the pressure Saturday, and then lives up to the pressure if they were to beat the Pirates the rest of the season. Are, are they? Does Dave Dorn have a team? that can handle the pressure week to week of trying to do something they hadn't done in decades. John Moody, our man on the scene, says they are collapsible. So there you go. Okay. That's good news. There's your goalpost update. And I said this earlier at lunch. You know, if ECU was to lose this game Saturday, it doesn't – it's not the end of the season for the Pirates. There's still so much to play for. But if ECU was to win, it could be the end of the season for our opponent. They're not going to play any more games. No, for their (laughs) expectations of what they want to accomplish. We could completely derail their season. Well, I believe their former athletic director says they're not worried about East Carolina. They're just playing for ACC. I love that documentary. Playing for conference championships. Yeah, look, if if we beat NC State, I don't care what they do the rest of the year. I'm kind of focused on... Hey, let's keep winning. Yeah, let's go 4-0 in September at home. We're yeah. on, on Dole Dominion. I mean, if this is if we beat NC State, this could be the start of something special. Perhaps dream season number two. But it's got to start with a win. All Saturday. right, the Pirates start 1-0. What's the, the dream what's season their... started with a loss. I know, I'm just saying this could be the sequel. This could be better than the dream so season. So we need to lose this Saturday. The, what's bigger? What's better than a dream? So what's your prediction if, if East Carolina starts 1-0 versus 0-1? Give me the two scenarios. What, what's their I, I finest think if record? ECU starts one and zero, I think you, running the table is on the table. So they'll finish twelve and zero. I'm saying that's a possibility. <laughs> Thank because you. Because there is not another team I think as talented and as strong as NC State if, on paper. Right let now. me ask you this: If I unplug Clip's laptop, will the battery die? Is that a possibility? Yes. <laughs> Just establishing. No, the but I'm saying I, I think that that's the start. This could be the start of a twelve and zero season. But they, if they could beat State, I just asked you if they what, lose to the State at I the end of the regular eight and four. Okay. Lose to state eight and four if they beat yeah. state twelve and zero. I believe that could spark it. Yes, that's your two answers. I'm gonna say lose to state eleven and one, beat state seven and five. 
<laughs> I mean, look, we could do all this. Like, who cares? Like, I mean, no, I do. I do think a dream season is possible if they can win Saturday. It's that big of a game. It is a big game. Big that, ball that game. You're you're playing the toughest team on the schedule out of the gate. If you beat that team, mm, then anything's possible. Is NC State the best team on the schedule? I think so. When the end of the Could season be. comes and says and done, who do you? Do you BYU, know? UCF, Cincinnati? Houston, Houston, Cincinnati. I mean, you've got some options, but yeah, right now they are. And I'm just trying to keep it calm because we haven't done anything yet. We haven't beaten them. Keep yet. it calm. You came in here saying we should tear down goalposts. <laughs> That's about as calm as it gets this yeah. time of year. Yeah, but, and, but now that, that you're gonna you. you're gonna hurl your 50 old year old body over the over the front hey, row onto the. Look, I'm a little worried about the bushes they have now that have grown up. Tear down the goalpost. Dream season. I'm keeping it calm. Keep folks. it calm. Everybody guys, relax. Keep it calm. Yeah. Jeez. Settle, let's settle tear down, down these goalposts, but let's keep it calm. <laughs> a calm tear down of the goalposts. <laughs> let's lay it down. So, but Monday, I'm going to be, you know, amped up. I'm going to warn you if we find a way to take care of business and win this Saturday. What a finish to an incredible weekend, you know. And it all starts Thursday night at the Pirate Radio kickoff party. Right. That it does. Let's Good go. way to cap it off. Yes. Get all right. Tickets. Troy will see you uh, Thursday. Yep. Ellerby will see you Thursday. Yes. Also on the show, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, probably will be here thursday They'll kick off preview to the party and then I'm, I'm planning sometime while y'all are doing the fifth quarter after east carolina wins troy will ride the clydesdale with the goalpost <laughs> by the studio that would be awesome that would be cool would that be? now that would be cool. unbelievable <laughs> yes that would be like a dream i if, remember one of the yeah, 91 they troy, took the goalpost down college hill and ended up in the front of the teak house troy's like the pirate uh, Paul Revere is going to be yelling, keep calm, everybody, <laughs> as he has the goalpost. The goalposts are coming. We the goalposts are coming. <laughs> <laughs> now, if, if we could get the goalpost on the uh, on the wagon, eight-horse Clydesdale oh, wagon, man. that's what I'm talking I'll about. change my tune. Yeah. I'll be right. down for that. That would be cool. You'll be whipping them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take it around the downtown. All right. Victory lap. We'll, uh, all right, all right fellas, enjoyed it. Oh, we got to give away some uh, PB... Yeah. PBR. Let's do it. What's I think it the way Troy was talking, he's already drank a 12-pack of that. <laughs> I believe it's PBR. Yeah. Pirate fans get stocked up for tailgating with PBR. Check out your favorite retailer. Look for the QR code on the PBR display. Register for a chance to win PBR, a cooler full of beer, a cooler full of beer, and a PBR cooler. Good grief. It's a PBR cooler, and the cooler is full of beer, is how wow. I'm trying to say this. Game day or any day, all Pirates prefer PBR. Let's give it away right now, Shirley. You want to do caller... What do you want to do? Caller 5, 317-1250, 12-pack of PBR on the line, and we'll give it to you, and we'll be back with more after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Well, Copy Pro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years. 
and continues to grow each year and they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. And congratulations to Daryl Lambert of Greenville was our big PBR winner. So uh, he'll be picking up uh, some beverages, uh, hopefully to get ready for tailgating coming out this weekend. That was well done, Charlotte. That's the spirit. Well done. You know, I try once in a while. We got uh, Peter manning the fort over there. Peter. Oh, yeah, Peter. Stinky Let Pete. me adjust the camera so Getting you can see John. him. Peter. Say hi. Is he old there enough to work? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Shut he's up, old bro. enough to work. We don't. Uh, <laughs> we got him from Greenville Little League. They come in here and part of our uh, futures program. Put him right in the chair. Bo Bats is here. We're going to see if we can get Bo to make some inflammatory statements to, you know, become bulletin board material for the game this week. I would love to hear week. those statements. So, Bo, any thoughts on NC State? No, but I have thoughts about the uh, long snapper controversy that I... <laughs> <laughs> well, you've come to the right place. And, and I want to know, were Chandler's parents fans of the of the show uh, Friends? They were. That's where I got my name from. I, I figured it had to be that. Yeah. So because that's what a long snapper sounds like is chandler <laughs> his middle name is bing right well no it's brooks but um growing up people call me chandler bing there you go so, yeah <laughs> yeah you've had a better afterlife than he has so. <laughs> <laughs> i know that's right bo what do we got coming up we got pitt county girls softball league fall ball action we got some other stuff to talk about so where do we begin sir yeah man i am happy to report this is about my 30th year involved with the league so um you know there's some now they can't run me off you've gotten um, out of it like four times they yes, yes come back they in draw me back you're in. like rick flair you just can't really retire you always have that one last season <laughs> hey well i you know i made a commitment to the law family years ago and we lost jerry and we lost um well sarah that i would try to be involved with it as long as i can and uh awesome I'm lucky I haven't alienated enough people to where, where they don't. Uh, it, it's amazing the support we have. Um, but I'm here to talk about registration. It's getting ready to wrap up, so I would, I would recommend to anybody who's interested, go ahead and get online www.pcgsl.org, and uh, there's there's a form on there that you can fill out online. I think we're sitting at about 170 players right now. I'd love to get that over 200, but um, they don't think like I do. The joke is with me that I would run them up to the plate before they had paid their fee. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I just love to make sure every young lady that, that needed to play or wanted to play got a chance. And, um, you know, this, this, this new crowd is a little bit different in terms of they do everything online and that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, I, but... Uh, Hey, program's in great shape, but we would love to pick up some more players. I've got a lot of um, sponsors, and I don't want to disappoint them. Um, so, you know, right now we're projecting about 18 teams. Hey, mm-hmm. I would love to, I'd love to have 25 teams. And um, the great thing about fall ball is there's a lot less pressure in terms of um, nobody keeps score. Nobody, I mean, there's no records kept. Um it's just an opportunity for kids to learn, and they'll stop games and and teach and and everything else stuff that you you not you can't do in in a, in a competitive league where they're trying to field all star teams at the end and that kind of stuff. So, 
and uh, you know just speaking about that our all-star teams did um extremely well including the 12s that that made it to the uh world series and i think they went two and two so uh, they represented well but the tens won everything i'm pretty sure they won the tournament state champions and uh, and the eights did well so um you know proud of proud of those accomplishments and um uh, but I would just say, hey, if you want to play, don't delay because we're they're going to shut it down and um, just just like to make sure everybody that, that wants to be out there is out there. That last game the Twelves played, uh, Bo at, at Elm Street Park. That was some of the best defensive softball I've that ever seen. Both of those teams uh, just playing tremendous defense. That was a heck of a game that they lost. I believe to Texas, right? Two to one. Yeah. Yes, it was. Um, and then Texas ended up winning the whole thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They were te- Texas. How tired of Texas, Texas after was, baseball and softball now? <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, they can't win in college football, so they <laughs> might as well win in, in uh, little league softball. There you go. And baseball. So, so, when does your uh, when does the season begin? I heard today that the uh, they're going to actually sh- the draft teams the, the the plan is to draft teams this weekend. Okay. Have a couple of weeks of clinics just to work give individual workouts and things like this with the with the girls. And then uh, two weeks of practice after that, and then the plan is is to start games on October the first. All right, and it'll all be over by the by the end of um, October or the middle of November. Okay, it's, it's a quick season, but it's you know they'll get a lot of practice, a lot of instruction, and that's uh, that's what the goal of fall ball should be. Let's talk about uh, fundraisers, Bo, and, of course, uh, golf tournament, one of those big ones, right? Yes, yes. Let me talk about the golf tournament right now. Um, I've got 20 teams. I've got room for three or four more. If you're interested, just uh, give me a call, um, 252-714-5485, or email me at my infamous email address, bobobats at gmail.com. And I'll be glad to get you a form, but we really are starting to fill up, which is a wonderful problem to have. You know, we have a lot of great support and getting more and more people involved that are involved with the league are playing in the tournament every passing year. So so that's a great deal. Um, Where and when is this event? September the 30th. It's a Friday, so there's nobody wants to work anyway. Um, September the 30th, out at Ironwood, check in between 11 and 12, um, get registered and hit some range balls. We'll have lunch during that time, and then we put you out on the course at 12. And uh, generally, this thing wraps up in about four, four and a half hours. At the end, we'll give out all the team prizes, and and we've got a silent auction going on for that. And, um, you know, so that's, that's once again, the date is uh, September the 30th. That's a Friday at Ironwood. And uh, cost, just to let you know, um, four fifty for a team of four. And that includes, you know, lunch after after the uh, after the game. I'm sorry, after the after the golf, you get uh, pizzas from Domino's, Chick Fil A's for lunch, and um, uh, you know, goodie bags, all all the normal amenities for a golf tournament. So, anybody's interested, please give me a call. And um, but uh, you know spots are limited, three or four spots probably at the max. I don't you know, I don't want to stroke John LaMonica out <laughs> by showing up with thirty teams and having forty eight cards. So, uh, uh, but that and then and then the last thing I just wanted to talk about was the um, our our fall fundraiser will start as soon as we get these teams drafted. I'll get the discount cards into their hands. These are great discount cards. Yeah. They're still only five dollars a piece. 
there's businesses on both sides. It's probably 20 or, or plus businesses that, that you can save money. You can certainly get your money back in the first or second time you use it. Um, so yep. we'll be doing that. We'll also be doing attractions books, which is a which is a great thing to do. Um, those will be coming in pretty soon. And I think I heard that they're going to – these will cover nine counties this year. So it's um, – it's a little bit different the way they're doing things. Of course, you know, the inflation and the recession and everything else is making everybody change the way they do things. But um, still a great deal on that. And, um, you know, if you can't wait, because as I found out from talking to Clip, the, you know, the ones that you bought last year run out tomorrow. Or, uh, well, yeah, they're yeah. good until uh, the 1st, which is Thursday. Thursday. So I think tomorrow is the last day. Yeah, so, you know, hey, give me a holler. I always carry about 5000 around with me. So, um <laughs> I'll be I'll be glad to bring them to you, and uh, but if not, you know they'll be out within the next week or two with the girls, and please support them. It's a it's a great deal. It's a great fundraiser for the league. You got a uh, raffle I can throw away some money on this year, Bo? That'll be in the spring. Okay, those I, I survived till then. So. Okay, good deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a, we had a tremendous raffle. We raised over fifty two thousand dollars. Wow, for, that's awesome in the raffle, which is you know what Chandler makes a week as a long snapper. Yeah. Um, Good for y'all. He gets long snapping. I feel good for y'all. Y'all make as much as I do. He gets long snapping residual checks because he's yes, a former long yes, snapper. Yes, yeah, They're still coming in. All right, Bo. That's good uh, stuff, man. Uh, anything else we need to know? No, just, um, you know, just I appreciate the opportunity to come on here. Um, I would, if it's all right, I'll continue to harass Chandler. Sure, yeah. We love that. Hey, We yeah. go back six years now, Bo. I remember the first, as an intern, my first year here, Bo Bats comes in. We do a trivia game on the old Bo versus farm. Chandler. He was still breastfeeding when I first met him. So <laughs> well, he was yeah, you know, doing that. With his mom, though. That's what was weird. So. <laughs> wow. The, the planned material's coming out now, folks. <laughs> Bo, what's your uh, prediction for Saturday? I think it's going to be a great game. I, I'll be honest with you. I think it's two really good teams going against each other. Um, but in terms of, I agree. It's not a tear down the goalpost game. I agree with Cliff. Yeah. It's a. It would. It would be a nice win, but hey, the, the season's what matters, not this one game. Uh, hey, it'd be nice to win, but as long hey, as long as we play well, the rest of it's going to take care of itself. And I think we will. I think this is the by far the best team Coach Houston's had. The, the, the everything you hear about the camps is that they've run great, and he had a lot of camaraderie amongst all these players and i'm i'm excited i mean it's you know it's, he's come a long time long way from when he first got here no doubt Could, will you be there on saturday no i'm no babysitting way. i got nine grandchildren and three of them are coming to town now my wow. my son-in-law wouldn't miss a game for his own funeral um you know he, he'll be here but he'll 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 tailgate with his wife with carter and and uh and and the three girls and then she'll leave him there <laughs> and tell him to figure out a way to get home well tvs and ac are nice in 2022 right so Good you God. Can enjoy when you're my age way. yes yes recliner is better than those those metal benches and it's gonna be hot i mean you know everybody needs to be prepared and um but I think it's going to be a great game. Looking forward to it. Bo, I, uh, what kind of hat you wearing? You trying to show me up? What is that hat? I think hey, you're better than me? I, th- I thought about this today, this hat. Oh, man. It is a Thunderbirds hat. Which Bo the, enjoys drinking Thunderbird, I yes, heard. So. Yes, I do that in Ripple and Valley High and <laughs> Wild Irish Rose. You know, All the good brands. Yeah, I yeah. start early, about 6 o'clock in the morning. And, um, you know, but it's funny, this... 
I've got hundreds of hats. I know you love to collect yeah. hats, and uh, Chandler won't wear a hat because it messes up his hair. But um, well, they won't fit them. Oh, that's right. That's, that's, right. that's the biggest thing right there. They oh, won't fit. My me. God, you must, you can't have. Well, you actually do have a bigger noggin than I do. So. <laughs> I mean, I'm a, like a seven and a half and seven and five eighths. I mean, it's just like. It, Are you really? My, my hair, my my hat usually comes down around my around a normal sized head down to your shoulders. So, uh, yeah, I got a big noggin. There's not a damn thing up in there. But um, so is that a baseball team? Albuquerque Thunderbirds. You know, it's a. It's a um, nba developmental league hat okay where do you get these from just sit there and look on the phone and order stuff yeah i like it that's cool. i ordered one the other day y'all know who i'm talking about the savannah bananas oh yeah. yes we talk about them all love the time the i got that hat coming in tomorrow awesome that is yeah. cool. and I, I i just love hats because people yeah. say man i didn't know you were a campbell graduate <laughs> hell i'm hardly even an east carolina graduate <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I, I got plenty of hats. Good I, just, deal. I love to collect hats. So. Look, I don't know what your wheel situation is, Bo, but if you could give me a few of those. Oh, I, you... man, I, you're already there. And, <laughs> uh, you know, all my underwear is going to Chandler. <laughs> I pre- oh, by the way, I'm glad you're here. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, man. I'll tell you what, Bo, get the Savannah Banana merch because it's hard to get to a game. They're always sold out. Have you out. seen the prices? Uh-uh, $175 oh, yeah. for a ticket. Good gracious. In fact, they have a show now on ESPN+. Plus. Yep. Have you watched it? I haven't yes. seen it yet. Is it good? Yes. Okay. And, and I, I was watching it the night when Bill Lee collapsed. I, he, that was on, on live TV about a week ago. Hmm. You know that 75-year-old guy that they bring in to pitch some? Oh, yeah. He was standing there he warming collapsed. up. The next thing you know, he collapsed. Well, I thought it was just part of the show. Right, yeah. Uh-huh. And and next thing you know, they, they all got serious about it. Wow. And, and oh, wow. He had some kind of cardiac event or something other like that, but they said he's going to be fine. So that's yeah. a lot of fun. That that right. baseball is a lot of fun, mm-hmm. a lot of fun to watch. And the guys look like they're having a great time. So. Yeah, as a matter of fact, they have announced that they are leaving the Coastal Plains League. They're going to go strictly banana ball all year long because you know, basically with the Savannah Bananas, they do their version of banana ball, but they only do it for a short amount of time, and then they do... They have just real your, games, Yeah, right? they have real traditional baseball games, but they have announced now that because the, the, the banana ball has become so popular and so in demand as far as tickets go that they have decided to exit the Coastal Plains League altogether, wow. and they're just strictly going to go on basically like a tour Harlem around the nation. Harlem Globetrotter style. Yeah, kind of Harlem Globetrotter style. So they might they're going to join uh, the Live Tour, are they? They might no. come to Kinston. And, uh, <laughs> they may come to Kinston, and they <laughs> play will play. Play at Granger Stadium? Yeah, they will play their, um, but that I forget. That's not that funny. Oh, yeah. I, I, I appreciate it. Hey, I'm trying I to make it, up uh, to him after insulting him. So. <laughs> You're doing a good job. We, we like to ignore Chandler when he says things like that. So. Yeah. You know, when it when it's a joke that he's really reaching for, <laughs> we just kind of just graze right past it. Like, that's like, why I love that. Like okay. steak. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, hey, let me make my inflammatory comment about okay, steak. Let's, let's, here we go. Um, here we go. I'm not going to make one because I heard Xavier Smith's already, <laughs> well, that's already done that. So I want to put your face and your name in one of our graphics and say, Bo Bat said this and get it trending out there, Bo. Hey, I, I'm so old. I learned 100 years ago, you don't make another team mad. You yeah. just you praise them. They're, hey, we're, we're looking forward to them. They're going to be a great opponent. Lou Holtz, right? He used to talk up the other team like they were mm-hmm. the 85 mm-hmm. Bears or whatever every week so what we ought to do is send scotty montgomery over there to coach and that would fix them so 
<laughs> Still taking shots at Coach oh Moe. Oh, my God. I'd, I'd like to. You know what? You can't find anybody that says they hired him. <laughs> That's right there. It's like so. Joe Biden. 80 million votes, and you can't find anybody. Oh God. Nobody now we're going politics. Here we go, Bo. Bo Bats, everybody. <laughs> we're going to cut him off here. His act just gets rolling. You can check him out at uh, Good Nights, uh, which they just tore down in Raleigh. Bo I'm, will be. I'm still going to be there. Bo will be, the building's gone. He'll be performing on the rubble coming up Saturday night. Mike in hand. Not hooked up to anything. All right, Bo. Pitt County Girls Softball League. Uh, fall ball registration going on. You can still sign up for the golf tournament and. Uh, fundraisers abound so yes more yes. information uh where do they go just come to me 714-5485 or bobo bats at gmail.com and uh hey thanks guys it's always a great time to come on here we always get positive results out of this and uh thanks for getting um troy out of here before i came in so. <laughs> yeah we knew but, you were coming in so we were like troy you gotta go you LRB, got to go it's fine but i, I laugh troy makes me laugh when he when he has those arguments with himself those are good those arguments. Are oh good my arguments. god they're legendary yeah nobody argues with troy d like troy d <laughs> <laughs> all right bo you always make my face hurt from laughing every time you're on so i appreciate Thank you that. guys all right we'll wrap up the hour when we return uh todd gibson gibby formerly of WNCT Channel 9 from years ago, will join us. He is now working in Raleigh. Talked to some state players earlier today. We'll get the state perspective on this game. Talked to Gibby. Also, Marcus Crandall going to join us in hour number two. Bryce Williams, hour three. Big Pirate Radio Live still to go. We're back with you after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. And welcome back for the latest, uh, latest breaking news. Interesting stories and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 58,000 followers today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty. Tough act to follow when uh, Bo Bats leaves, but we'll try to continue on here on Pirate Radio Live. Got a great guest lineup the rest of the way with Todd Gibson, Marcus Crandall, Bryce Williams, all coming up on today's program. We need to uh, to take another break and get to Gibby, but before we do that, Shirley, let's hear uh, a little bit of Mike Houston from earlier today. Mike Houston, his first weekly uh, game week press conference of the season, and uh, here were his opening comments earlier this afternoon. Game week's finally here, so uh, a lot of excitement, uh, a lot of excitement around town. Uh, you can feel the buzz around Greenville. Uh, you can certainly feel the buzz around uh, campus. Uh, and within our uh, locker room and uh, meeting rooms. So, uh, you know, a lot of hard work's went into uh, getting to this game week and, uh, you know, getting the program to where it is as we start the season. So, uh, obviously, a uh, challenging matchup in the opener with a uh, high, highly ranked NC State team. I think it's highest ranked uh, NC State team preseason in school history. Uh, and obviously, there's a reason for that. Uh, you know, Coach Doran's done a great job developing that roster there, and they had a great year last year. Uh, a bulk of their team coming back, uh, one of the top quarterbacks in the country. 
uh, one of the top defenses in the country. So uh, it's going to be a challenging matchup, but uh, one that we're really excited about. Uh, excited about the response uh, that Pirate Nation has had since I got here. And, uh, you know, we talked about this, uh, you know, when I was hired, you know, getting, uh, getting the program back to where, you know, this is, uh, this is what we expect on game days. So it's uh, good to see kind of that uh, come to reality, and I'm, I'm excited for our fan base and our kids. All right, night and day between today and when Mike Houston took over here, his first game was against NC State and Raleigh, and it did not go the Pirates' way. NC State handling East Carolina on that season opener. Going to be a different story this Saturday. Mike Houston was asked to compare uh, going into that first game compared to where they are right now. Well, just there's – there's not really a, a good comparison. I mean, it's, we were outmanned pretty badly on that day in 2019, and we kind of knew that going into the season. Um, you know, just uh, you can only do so much in the six months. You got to kind of develop as much as you can what you have. Uh, but it, uh, you know, obviously it was a spotlight on where our program was at that time in comparison to uh, NC State's. Uh, now I think that uh, there's been a lot of work done in recruiting, uh, in development and growth um, and you know there's a handful of guys that were on that field uh, for that game in 2019 that uh, you know are going to be on the field Saturday and just you know seeing how they've grown and seeing how the program's grown you know it's it's a different program now that being said uh, I, I think NC State's uh, program is a different program now too you know I think uh, they're arguably the best team in the ACC this year you know I've watched I watched a lot of ACC games this summer. You know, I've seen the bulk of the conference and what, what they had last year and what they got coming back, you know, as we prepared for NC State. And, uh, you know, they have to feel that they have a realistic chance of winning the conference championship. So I think it's, uh, like I said earlier, uh, you know, we've got a good football team. Uh, I have no, no doubt about that. Uh, we have a big challenge Saturday and one we're excited about. All right, there is Mike Houston. We'll hear more comments from Coach Houston coming up in our final hour with Bryce Williams on today's edition of Pirate Radio Live. Let's take a break. When we return, we will talk to Todd Gibson. He will join us on the Pit Electric Live line with the NC State perspective on this weekend's game. And uh, he knows the ECU perspective as well from his time here in Greenville years ago. So we'll talk to Gibby from WNCN news in the triangle he joins us to kick off hour two after this you're listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by first bank together with our customers we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive visit the first bank location on arlington boulevard in greenville for all your personal and business banking needs now back to the show welcome back from sales to service greenville auto world has all of your vehicle needs covered you can shop all of their inventory now at greenvilleautoworld.net if you're also looking for someone to service your vehicle they have a full service and repair facility they do brakes oil changes tires inspections and repair any kind of vehicle greenville auto world across from speedway at bell's fork and online at greenvilleautoworld.net thanks to tim sutton and jim rogers for their sponsorship of the program now let's head back in to prl here is your host clip rock back with you pirate radio live here on a tuesday we got a couple of former pirates joining us later on in today's program 
Marcus Crandall, about to enter the ECU Athletics Hall of Fame, will join us coming up in about 20 minutes or so. And then in hour number three, Bryce Williams, former Pirate tight end, caught a touchdown pass against the Pack. Uh, it was nine years ago now. Man, it's a long time ago. Uh, but we'll relive some of his ECU NC State memories and talk to Bryce about what Mike Houston had to say today. Let's get the uh, Wolfpack perspective on today's game and go out to the pit electric live line and talk to todd gibson who joins us today on pirate radio live a familiar name a blast from the past used to be right here uh in eastern north carolina with wnct channel nine and now todd is uh in the triangle been in the triangle for a while todd we appreciate your time how you doing today doing good cliff thanks for having me on like a blast from the past you mark uh, you say marcus crandall and i just remember how good that guy was at quarterback and watching him play at Roanoke High School. Just a <laughs> bright smile on my face. That's awesome. Yeah, and uh, we'll be talking to Marcus coming up here in just a little bit. And I had to uh, I had to run this by Brian Bailey to make sure Gibby wasn't going to be on Monday on the Brian Bailey show, and he said, <laughs> no, nah, you, you take him. So, uh, Todd, we appreciate your time today. You said uh, you were able to talk to uh, some NC State players earlier this afternoon. So what's the, uh, what's the talk going on in the NC State camp leading up to this kickoff on Saturday? Yeah, today we got a chance to talk with with Tony Gibson, the defensive coordinator, and he was just effusive in his praise of uh, old nailers at quarterback, uh, obviously the, the pirate quarterback, and just uh, trying to come up with a game plan to to, to stop him. You know, he recognized how well he throws the ball and how well he runs the ball, and, and just he was, had a lot of praise for for uh, old nailers. So it'll be fun to see if uh, they're able to come up with uh, you know defense to, to to slow him down. And then we talked with uh, with uh, Leary as well. Uh, Devin's, uh, he's you know, getting a lot of press right now. I mean, some people are saying he's going to be a first-round draft pick. I asked him about that today, and, of course, he just kind of deflected it and was talking about the team, and I said, is it kind of kind of neat to hear about, though, and he smiled and shook his head, yes. So um, th- those are two of the guys we talked to today, and uh, uh, they're excited. I mean, they're really excited about playing this game. You know, most of the time at NC State or uh, UNC or teams like that usually start off the season with some real cupcakes. You know, the, the first game is, is an easy game, but uh, – you know, the Pirates have had their attention all through camp, so uh, it's not like uh, ECU is going to sneak up on this NC State squad that's ranked number 13 in the nation. So uh, they got their attention, and uh should be a fun game on Saturday. Todd Gibson joining us. Todd, we always kind of start with the quarterbacks when you get into these matchups, and this one's unique because Holton said, uh, Holton Ayler said he and Devin Leary were roommates, I believe, at the Manning Passing Academy. They know each other well. We were trying to get him to say something bad about the NC State quarterback. He wouldn't do it, so they're buddies, and and that adds a, another wrinkle to this game. But, heck, they, they've been around a while. They've put up big numbers and really is a, a good QB matchup here week one. It really isn't. You don't often see that. I mean, two veteran quarterbacks who've got a million snaps under their belt, uh, and I was just thinking about that today. And in the first game, you know, those things can kind of go sideways in that first game because, you know, you just, it's, it's new. I mean, it's your first game, so things are going to happen. Now you got two quarterbacks who, if things kind of do go sideways, they're able, you know, t- to get a straight back out because of just how much experience they have. So uh, it'll be fun to watch the quarterback battle, and both of these guys are, are really good. Yeah, and I can see, you know, being – you know, not too far apart that uh, that they would know each other and probably bumped into each other. And uh, I think the quarterback fraternity is, is is a tight one, so it doesn't surprise me that those two know each other and and are uh, uh, pretty good friends. But I imagine they'll put that friendship uh, aside for uh, for this weekend. 
Todd Gibson joining us. Uh, we talked to Corey Smith from Pack Pride last week, uh, and, and Tony Haynes joined us this summer. We'll talk to Tony coming up again on Thursday. But man, going through the position groups for NC State, it was it was tough to to find a weakness, Todd. So uh, we know about all the strengths on this team. I mean, have you have you diagnosed a weakness on this NC State team? Is there something that ECU could maybe take advantage of on Saturday? It was shocking yesterday at Coach uh, Coach Dorn's press conference. He was going through each group, and just just to listen to the players' names, he would mention from the defensive line, from the linebackers, the safe, you know, the, the, the defensive backfield, the offensive line, just how deep this NC State team is. But if there's one position that might not be as deep as others, that might be a question mark, and it's, and it's, it's making a match for us to say talk about it like this, it's the running backs. Uh, Jordan Houston will, will get the start. Uh, he's been around for a while, been around for at least three years, and uh, he was a third-string running back for, for uh, several years, and he would get some snaps now. He, they would get him into the game, and he, he's toted the ball uh, here at NC State uh, quite a few times, but he's been behind some really good backs, and, but he's been injured. He also got injured last year, so he's coming back from that, but he's the guy that, uh, that's kind of the, the, uh, the bell cow. We'll see how he does. I mean, he's not a guy that you're going to be able to hand the ball to 25 times, during a game because he's not built like that, and they're going to pass it anyways quite a bit. But uh, he will get it done. He's fast. He's shifty. And uh, but uh, you know, if you're there's one position that uh, that, that kind of sticks out as to the, might be a question mark. Uh, running back would be the only position. Talking to Todd Gibson and uh, Todd NC State coming off uh, last season's win over Clemson uh, did fall to Wake Forest. Wake, Wake Forest represented the Atlantic in the ACC championship against Pitt. And you look at it again, Clemson picked as the favorite on that side. Wake's going to be good. We'll see what happens uh, with Sam Hartman and when he can return to the team. But this NC State team has big dreams for this year. And part of that, part of those goals is to win the Atlantic Coast Conference. So how do you think they stack up, uh, Todd, in the Atlantic this year? Well, they should have big dreams. I mean, this is the best team that, that uh, Coach Dorn has had in his 10 years at NC State. Might be the best NC State football team on paper right now. you got to say on paper because they haven't played a game yet since uh, Philip Rivers last season at NC State, and that's over 20 years ago. I can't think I, I've covered him for that long. There hasn't been a team with this much uh, hype going into it, this much news, and, and, and a team like this that is that is um, as veteran and, and deep as this team. Uh, I definitely, you know, they beat you know, Clemson last year, I, I, I can see him doing it again this year. I mean, Clemson needs to figure out that quarterback situation. Uh, if, that, if that quarterback, and uh, you know, he's highly thought of, but he, he, he wasn't very good last year. So I would assume that he's probably going to be better this year. But, you know, and Clemson has all those four- and five-star kids over there. Uh, they're definitely more talented than NC State. But, you know, the pack's really deep uh, and really talented. So uh, I, I can I can see them winning the Atlantic Division. But uh, uh, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be difficult to go down to Clemson. And, uh, and and win down there in Death Valley, but uh, if there's any team that NC State has ever had that could do that, uh, I would think it would be this one. Todd Gibson joining us. Todd, I talked about this with Corey last week. The uh, the NC State fill in the blank nc state bleep phrase that uh is passed around and i know a lot of fans are are kind of nervous about this high ranking have you been able to check the pulse of the pack nation uh this offseason and leading up to week one uh, i know they're excited probably confident but also uh thinking about things that have happened in the past for nc state athletics and football i i, I imagine there's a little bit of nervousness going on how about it yeah, there is, but usually you don't hear about that stuff until that bleep happens. <laughs> bleep happens, man. <laughs> it goes downhill pretty quickly. When but, you know, they're passionate. There's two great fan bases 
in the state of North Carolina when it comes to football, and they're meeting on Saturday in Greenville. There's, there's, there's not, uh, you know, Appalachian State's got a really good fan base, but there's, there's no fan base that can compare to, to NC State and ECU. Those two are just, they get their level above every other fan base in the state of North Carolina when it comes to uh, it comes to football. So it's going to be fun to watch that game. It's going to be fun to see how the fans interact. But, but I, I think that uh, I, I'm getting the impression that NC State fans are really confident about this team, and, and, and they should be. Uh, this is a really good team, and uh, I haven't sensed that, uh, that real, real nervousness. But, uh, you know, uh, come fourth quarter at Dowdy Ficklin, it's a, <laughs> it's a three-point ball game. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I'll take back what I just said, but it's, it's – uh, uh, they're they're a great fan base, and, and, and you know I've, I've I've been a pirate now uh, with pirate fans for for years you know years ago, and I, I love the pirate fans as well. But two great fan bases, and it is, uh, I wish I could be there. It's going to be a lot of fun on Saturday. Todd Gibson joining us. You mentioned App State there. Another big game going on, and unfortunately, it's at the ta- the same time. Todd, I'd like to be able to watch uh, North Carolina take on Appalachian State, but that one will be in Boone, North Carolina. Already a game under their belts, knocking off Florida A and M on Saturday night. Uh, how about that one? I, and and we we consider it an upset, I guess. But I looked at the number last week. I think North Carolina was like a two and a half point favorite. It's close to a pick 'em there in Boone. That's going to be a fun one coming up on Saturday. It should be, and in fact, yesterday I saw that uh, Appy was a one-point favorite. Okay, I had to look at that twice. I mean, it might it might have shifted back. I'm not sure, but I had to look at that twice, and I'm thinking this is crazy. But but that's how good that, that program at Appalachian State has become. I mean, they're they're legit, and uh, uh, if I'm UNC, I, I I wouldn't want to play that game. Not going over there for sure. But uh, that should be a great game as well. And yeah, like you said, Clint, I hate that game at noon too. That would be a be awesome to be able to have those games uh, separated because uh, those that'd be that'd be a fun day if there, you know ECU NC State was at noon and and that game was at, say at four o'clock you'd just sit on the couch <laughs> for a and just watch football all through the night but uh, yeah that's gonna that's gonna be an interesting one and uh, uh, you know coach coach Brown's already using some reverse psychology and he's using the fact that uh, that they might be an underdog in this one so uh, uh, we'll see how that one takes out but uh, I was at the UNC game. Uh, on Saturday, and, and they start a little bit slow, but uh, Drake May is going to be really good quarterback. He's he's uh, he's got the look, he's got the moxie, and I think he's going to be really good. So, and they've got a lot of talented kids over there. And you look, you look at the the mock drafts, and it's it's peppered with you know future UNC draft picks, uh, high draft picks. So uh, we'll see how they do on Saturday. But that, you know, happy stay at the tough place to play, at Baron Boone. Man, uh, fun Saturday, and it's finally here. Excited to have another year of uh, football coming up. And uh, our pregame coverage, folks, uh, begins at 8 a.m. Saturday morning. We'll kick off the Bud Light pregame tailgate, taking you up to the noon kickoff. And we are at we'll, we are with you after the game, taking your calls on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Uh, Todd, you know how it is around here from your your time in Greenville. And uh, you were, what, uh, early, mid-90s, Todd? Is that when you were, uh, were here with Brian Bailey at, at Channel 9? Yeah, from from eighty eight to ninety six. Uh, Man, I loved it. I uh, loved every every second of it. They 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 could have paid me down in Greenville. I'd have, I'd have stayed there forever. I just, the fans down there are fantastic, and it's it's just such a such a good program and good people down there. And, and I, I miss it. But uh, uh, you know, it's uh, uh, it's good to, good to get back into my can and, and uh, talk with the the pirate fans. But uh, I I really enjoyed my stay down in Greenville. There's no question about it. That's awesome. Uh, Todd Gibson joining us uh, from WNCN in the Triangle. And Todd, uh, for folks that want to know more about uh, NC State and and to know the enemy, uh, we can check out what you guys have going on at WNCN online, right? Yep, we appreciate it. Yeah, we we got uh, we post the we post most all the sound that we go get uh, interview wise and everything. Uh, Devin Leary's up today. Coach Gibson's up as well, talking about um, 
you know the uh, the ECU game on Saturday as well. So uh, it's uh, it's right there online if you uh, if you want to go to it, CBS Seventeen dot com and. Uh, uh, check us out. We've got a lot of stuff peppering uh, 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 the ECU-NC uh, State game. So uh, uh, if you want to have a chance to, to own up on your NC State, uh, that'd be the place to go to. Todd, awesome stuff. Thank you so much for joining us. Great to hear from you and uh, joining us back on Pirate Radio once again. And uh, we'll talk to you again down the road, man. Thanks, Cliff. Enjoy it. You guys take, you guys take care. Thank you. There is Todd Gibson joining us with the NC State perspective on uh, this matchup coming up on Saturday. And Man, we are hyped on the Pirates' side, and good grief, uh, the the Pack fans fired up as well for their team, and for good reason. Should be two again. I go back. Uh, this will be the best matchup between NC State and ECU when it comes to the teams on the field since 2010, 2008. Uh, you got some bowl teams there with some very talented players, but it's been uh, a little one sided, really since then east carolina whooped up on a bad state team in 2013 uh ecu was not a good team in 2016 and was able to knock off nc state and then the last two meetings have been all Wolfpack hammering the pirates so uh we owe them one after the last two meetings and to think that in 2016 scotty montgomery goes 2-0 after that big win against nc state we ended up being the program that we were for three or four years under uh, under scotty moe and that same year, State had so much talent with their quarterback, with Finley, that was really good, Bradley Chubb on the other side, Naheem Hines was that running back. They had a chance at going into the going to the ACC championship game and had a chance of knocking off number one Clemson later on that year. And they, you know, they that's when crap hit the fan there. So they missed – so they were 5-1 and one. – Let's see, four and one coming off a win over Notre Dame. Was that the real rainy, like hurricane game? Because it was ten to three. Yes, yes. Yeah, on ABC. Yep. So they're so their only loss to that point is East Carolina. They go to Death Valley to face number three Clemson and miss a field goal. Right, missed a field goal, and he was lined up straight away center and missed it wide right and had it. I mean, that was to win the game. Yeah, what it got him to five and one. And then uh, we're at Louisville the next week. And was this Lamar Jackson? Yes. Uh, they lost 54-13. to 13. <laughs> and, uh, and things went south. They did end up uh, winning a bowl game that year, uh, beating Vanderbilt 41-17 to 17 in Shreveport. So they went to a bowl uh, that year while East Carolina was uh, going through their first of three, three and nines under Scotty Montgomery. Yep. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. Marcus Crandall will join us. The Cran Man back on Pirate Radio. Hall of Famer. We will talk about his Hall of Fame induction coming up later on this year. Uh, some ECU moments that he remembers. And uh, just talk some football with the Cran Man when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Well, keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you on this Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Bryce Williams set to join us in hour number three of today's show. It is a uh, tailgate Tuesday here. We already gave away our 12-pack of PBR. We'll do it Tuesdays here on Pirate Radio Live. And uh, we got another great guest on the way and joining us on the Pit Electric Live line. Pit Electric is your trusted electrical partner since 1981. Pit Electric is hiring. You can join their team today by going to pitelectric.com. And joining us right now is former East Carolina quarterback, ecu hall of famer he'll be inducted later on this calendar year and uh looking forward to seeing marcus crandall be inducted into that ecu hall of fame and the cran man joins us now on the pit electric live line marcus we appreciate your time how you doing today man i'm doing great cliff i can't complain man i'm just moving on with life and getting ready for this football season yes sir uh and staying busy we'll talk about what you're up to these days but uh marcus when we used to have you on pirate radio quite a bit we would introduce you as future ecu hall of famer marcus crandall and you're you're pretty modest you would kind of you know laugh it off and everything but uh it is a reality now so uh where were you when you found out you were going to be inducted into the ecu hall of fame this year well, I'm in uh, Salisbury, North Carolina, at uh, and um, coaching for uh, Livingstone College Blue Bears. And uh, I was in my room, uh, my hotel room, when I was talking to the uh, AD John Gilbert, and uh, he gave me the information and congratulated me and and all of that. And uh, and it was uh, it, it was shocking. It was shocking at first, and uh, still I haven't really sunk in yet, Cliff. Because we've been so busy, but um, what a what a great honor, man! And I'm I'm excited and uh, looking forward to you know the, the festivities and all of that. Absolutely, and uh, Marcus owning more than 30 passing and offensive records uh, was tops on the the passing list uh, for a time, and and the bowl victories and and everything, Marcus and uh, and man, you were you were doing this when quarterbacks weren't slinging around like they were today, so. Uh, that Steve Logan offense, the the weapons you had around you, and uh, you guys were airing it out back then, right? You know what? It's uh, it's about uh, managing the game and learning the game, Clip, and uh, I think that's what our coaching staff uh, instilled in us as players, not just myself, but um, all of us as players, just learning the game. And uh, we, we grasped it uh, as a team, and uh, both offensively and defensively, man, but offensively, in regards to myself, um, it, it took a lot of teamwork, a lot of guys making plays, uh, everyone, you know, just being one with their assignment and uh, being one as a team. And Marcus, you, you took your great playing days uh, here in Greenville up to Canada uh, for a great career in the CFL. And uh, once again, a championship quarterback up there. And uh, what was that like for you, Marcus? It, you probably, like everyone, had NFL dreams. But once you made it up to Canada uh, and, and you really – 
uh set yourself up up there as one of the best in the cfl for years uh what was that like for you going through that you know what that was a process as well um because you know i i left here um eastern north carolina from ecu and going up to canada where i was i was a little familiar because i've, I've played um I, of course i played with a, a another hall of famer junior smith uh, who also played up there uh, before I got up there. So I, I took note, and I knew a few quarterbacks, Doug Flutie, uh, Warren Moon, all those guys that played up there before me. And uh, and, and Flutie was actually still playing in the league. And so uh, I was very familiar with the league when I first got up there, uh, but it was I was a long ways away from home, man. I was in north, northwestern Canada, so all the way at the tip of, you know, Alberta, uh, Edmonton, Alberta. And so, uh, but it was, uh, it, it was different because, you know, when I first stepped off the plane there, it was, it was snow on the ground in, <laughs> at the end of May. And so <laughs> that was a shocker to me when, you know, just leaving, you know, uh, temperatures of 80, whatever degrees it was at that time, you know, it was hot, it was hot. And so, uh, that was different. Uh, so just getting accustomed to the game, you know, the, the 12 men on the field, uh, you know, the bigger, the longer, wider field, uh, just having to adapt to the different types of throws that you have to make as a quarterback, uh, you know, just all the things that are, you know, all the components of a game in regards to managing and, and uh, being successful on the field is it was, a, it was an adjustment for me, for sure. Talking to ECU Hall of Fame and Doug D. It'll happen later on this uh, calendar year, later on this fall. Marcus Crandall, the Cran Man, joining us on the uh, Pit Electric Live Line. And, uh, Marcus, you said a moment ago you're you're in coaching now. So uh, what led to that decision, to, to get back into coaching? You know what? I was um, one of my former players' uh, teammates. Um, he, he's been coaching for uh, a little while here. Um, and he's went, he was at, um, Livingstone college previous. And then he went out to, uh, Colorado to coach. And then he came back here to Livingstone college and, uh, he reached out to me and asked me, what was I doing? And just let him know that I was in doing insurance and coaching up some kids and, and, uh, trying to stay in the football realm, so to speak, in regards to, you know, keeping my mind and all of that and working with you guys and, uh, you know, just talking sports and asked uh, if I was be interested in, you know, getting back into the game. And so uh, the opportunity presented itself. I interviewed and spoke with the head coach and applied, went through that whole process, and uh, they decided that they would <laughs> make the make the adjustments necessary to uh, to bring me on staff. And so uh, I decided to take the job, and uh, this happened uh, last year. And officially started in February, so I've been up here or been down here uh, since then. And, uh, Marcus, is this something you see that maybe you're doing the next 10, 15, 20 years? Or is it, you know, day by day, year by year uh, with you when it comes to coaching? Man, I, I Clip, I, I love I love the, I love love the sports yeah. in general. I love sports in general, and uh, I love coaching this game. And it's not just really the game. It's, it's really – just coaching uh, young men up in, in regards to uh, seeing how football and the, the sport that we're in translate and transitions to life, you know, life after football. And so, and that's in every aspect of life, that's, that's uh, learning how to work with people, learning how to get along, um, attitude, 
just all the components that are involved in, in being successful as a person, not just an athlete. Marcus Crandall joining us on the, the Pit Electric Live line. And Marcus, speaking on that, I mean, you, in life, you have adversity, you have to bounce back. And a lot of people know you uh, from your great numbers here, the, the great performances, but also the injury you suffered and, and having to, to bounce back from that and the career you had uh, post-injury. I mean, it, it says a lot about you and, you know, your character, you bouncing back. I think that's a good example of of football, you know, equating the life and, and how are you going to handle those tough mo- moments? That that's exactly right, Clip, and uh, that that's the that's those are the messages that I convey to the to the guys in regards to you know you got to keep finding a way uh, to move forward uh, no matter what uh, obstacle is faced with you as a quarterback you throw an interception receiver you have a drop pass running backs you fumble the ball you know at offensive line we miss a block um, but we got to find a way to mentally get stay in the game keep moving forward and uh, look forward to the next play. And I, I just take it back to my first my first game there at ECU where uh, where it all starts uh, for me and uh, even more so nowadays uh, as of late in regards to expressing it. Uh, when I first took the field for the first game, I took a knee and said a prayer clip and uh, not knowing exactly what I would go through at, there at ECU in regards to being injured my first year there, uh, being injured the first game having a, a shoulder injury the first game and then the next game uh, getting injured and being out for the season. And so uh, and my spirituality has has, has really uh, strengthened me over the – actually during that time and, they, and even more so as of late. Marcus Crandall joining us. And, uh, Marcus, uh, I enjoyed getting to know you, one of the, the all-time great guys, and uh, enjoyed your, your time here with us at – pirate radio talking football and uh you're a pretty good talker and you're gonna have to be because you're gonna have to give out some speeches right come hall of fame season so hopefully uh <laughs> do you have your speech writer ready to go or are you just going off the cuff have you thought about that yet uh man you know what i, I am a spontaneous speaker <laughs> in a lot of ways um i do have some notes that i've been kind of putting together but uh but i, I really like speaking from the heart man and yeah uh, uh, I'm genuine, uh, but also, you know, I uh, there, there are a lot of people to thank in this deal. Right. Uh, I can't mention everybody, uh, but I'll, I'll mention some right now with Coach Logan, uh, who gave me the opportunity there at ECU. All the other coaches, uh, Jeff Connors, who's our strength and conditioning coach, who really took our, our program to a different level in regards of in regards to uh, just being mentally strong and pushing through those tough. <laughs> conditioning programs and, and weightlifting uh, offensive coordinators you know Todd Berry uh, Doug Martin all the it's, it's a lot of people and then also my family in regards to uh, just being there to support me for every home game that we played there uh, and also on some away games that they were able to travel to so it's a lot of people man that that had a hand in uh, just just helping me get through that and at that time there, that 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 uh, pathway to where I am right now, really. Marcus Crandall joining us. Marcus, uh, how many times is, times did Coach Logan say something to you that that made you look at him like, what is this man talking about? He was uh, an, an eccentric personality, I guess, a, a great football mind, obviously, but uh, also uh, also you know is not afraid to to speak his mind and then say some stuff. So. How many times did you have those talks with Coach Logan? You're like, what, what is this guy talking about? 
you know what, man? It's um, it's 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 a ordeal where he was just different, right? He <laughs> was just different in regards to you know, for an example, um, when we played West Virginia and down in there in, in West Virginia, and we went for two at the, you know, I think that was the first year that they implemented the two point uh, rule, <laughs> and so we went, we we were trying to win the game, and um, and we lost, right? <laughs> And we lost going for going for two, but the next game we we came back and won. And he, I think he went on television live and <laughs> said, you know, we we won that game last week, right? Yep. We won that game last week, and so that was his thought process: is that he's going to take risks, all right, and um, and and really just being able to live with those risks because you know risk reward. Everyone can say when it, when you fail that, oh, that was a bad decision. But when it works, it was a great decision, right? Everyone yep. is a genius after that, right? And so, uh, but he he put it all on the line all the time. You know, he wasn't he wasn't afraid to to try different things. Um, and we saw that week in and week out. And so, that, that's one of the main things that uh, that I've taken from him and just being a you know that that dad away from home, so to speak, for for all the players. That's awesome stuff. Marcus Crandall joining us. East Carolina opening up this year, Marcus, with NC State right out of the gate. So uh, there's going to be a, a, a tense situation, high pressure coming up Saturday in uh, Daddy Ficklin Stadium. I know you're you're fired up for another year of Pirate football. Uh, how about East Carolina taking on the 13th-ranked Wolfpack? Do the Pirates have a shot uh, coming up Saturday? You know what? I, I really do. I think they started playing well at the end of the season last year. Uh, unfortunately, weren't able to – you know, um, have any kind of uh, say in, in what was uh, the outcome of, of last year in regards to the bowl game, mm-hmm. having to face Norfolk State. But uh, but I, I think they should use that as momentum. I think they will in regards to uh, finishing, finishing off the season strong and now coming in against a, a, a very familiar opponent in NC State who's bringing back a, a familiar face as well in Ruffin McNeil. Uh, so it's a lot of um, a lot of build up of excitement there going on, and I think they'll be ready for sure uh, if they, you know, just build off of what they did last year. Uh, got a lot of great uh, returners, uh, quarterback, receiver core. Uh, I think those those guys should be able to gel early on, as opposed to uh, last year where they, you know, they, it took some time for them to to gel and get to the point where they finished off. That's a good point, Marcus. East Carolina has not won a season opener in a while. You got to go back a ways, and you're right. Uh, really started clicking as the, the season went on. Maybe that happens earlier uh, this year with all the veterans they have and the coaching staff intact, and and keeping that coaching staff together. Right, head coach, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. That stability. Uh, that's a big deal for for football teams and for for players, right? It really is because you're not uh, offensively, defensively. You're not learning new systems. Uh, you're able to build on again. You're able to build on what you've uh, established so far, um, and then it's just a matter of putting the right pieces in the right place uh, to make it all work and be uh, even more successful. And so, um, guys understand uh, as they're watching film and, and different things like that. It, so yes, it does make a difference in regards to uh, when you start this season. Uh, with the familiar offense and defense for sure and marcus uh i miss seeing around here talking fantasy football with you i uh i'm in two leagues and i I waited on quarterback so i didn't get josh allen or mahomes or herbert or 
Lamar Jackson. My my QBs this year are Joe Burrow and and Aaron Rodgers. So how do you think I did? All right, all right, man. Hey, that that's all right. I okay, think Joe's going to be an outstanding quarterback <laughs> as he um, as he showed last year. Uh, he's got some awesome weapons there and uh, Chase, and so and uh, that's a that's a very young team that's going to be uh, doing well for the next couple of years, I believe. Uh, and then, of course, you got your your staple man, your staple guy that you know with Aaron Rodgers. He's he is what it is, but he's he's <laughs> a big piece. Yeah, know? yeah. But um, you know, I think um, I, I didn't really follow the draft that much, but he, he always seems to find a way to win football games and, and be at the top level of, of, of the QB. Marcus, uh, yeah, just great to uh, to talk football with you again, man. And uh, thank you for for joining us today here on Pirate Radio Live. And uh, once again, for folks just tuning in, uh, tell everybody what you're up to, where you're coaching these days, and uh, when can we uh, when, can, when can we check out your games, your team's games? Yep, I'm at Livingstone College. I'm the offensive coordinator and uh, quarterback coach, running back coach. Um, <laughs> we're we're a little short staffed here. But we're making it work, man. We start our season off also on September 3rd this weekend. Okay. Uh, and we're going against uh, a local uh, rivalry here. We're trying to make this a community event where, uh, you know, two teams are coming together and trying to uh, provide a, a good game for the fans around the community in uh, Catawba College. And so um, we're looking forward to it, man. We're looking forward to it. This is, again, as, as we talked about, this is my first year back in in football in, in some years, so I'm very excited about the um, the opportunity. I'm excited about the the young talent that we've brought in uh, to build this organization or to build this program and change the culture. And that's awesome. And Marcus Crandall, just uh, about a month and a half away, Friday, October 14th, will be inducted into the East Carolina Athletics Hall of Fame. And uh, Marcus, thanks so much, man. Uh, glad to hear you're doing well. We'll uh, we'll talk to you again down the road, but we'll certainly uh, be seeing you on uh, in October when you're inducted into the Hall of Fame, man. Congratulations again. Uh, all right, man. Thanks again to all my fans, uh, coaches, family, everyone who had a hand in that. I appreciate it. And thanks for having me on, Clip. Thank you, Marcus. Marcus Crandall, the Cran Man here back on Pirate Radio. Great to hear his voice. What a great dude and uh, well-deserving of that Hall of Fame honor that he will be receiving coming up in October. Uh, We will take a timeout, come back, get ready to wrap up hour number two of Pirate Radio Live. And then coming up hour three, we've got Bryce Williams joining us inside the Pirate Radio studios. So all that and more on the way on Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. We're back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Did you miss the show on Pirate Radio? Well, you can listen to all of Pirate Radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. You can subscribe.
subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iPhone or Apple device and search for Pirate Radio Audio Archives. And if you do so right now, the uh, Players Lounge podcast is up and ready to go. And uh, if you want to listen to it, that will be premiering coming up tonight at 6 o'clock. Or you can uh, go to your Spotify or your Apple podcast and listen to it at your convenience clip. I know all that, Shirley. I was just reiterating. Oh, okay. That's a big word. So you were talking to everybody, not just me. Right. Okay. Just because you're the only one in that studio doesn't mean that I'm always talking to you Well, you said my name specifically. I think you should start naming. I was throwing it back to you, Clip. (laughs) (laughs) Shirley is correct in everything she says. Uh, We have... Not always, but... Just a moment ago. Oh, just a moment ago. Um, So are we doing part one and do? No, this is just part one. Um, because we're uh, not going to be uh, able to join the Orioles in progress, so we're just going to carry the whole thing tonight. And if you miss it tonight, we'll have it uh, tomorrow night as well. While we have a moment, we have been uh, wrapped up in ECUNC State Talk, as we should be here on the Voice of the Pirate Nation. But a couple other news and notes. Uh, Tyler Sneed released by the Steelers today. Saw that. I know you did. Saw it. I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to people getting off work that didn't know that. And by the way, you were doing an impression of me because I have a serious addiction and I need to go to rehab. Of That's just, why I said I saw it, which I did see it, but I was doing an impression. I know you saw it. I already saw it, man. That's not that's not news to me. <laughs> uh, How does it feel now? It feels bad. I got a, I got a scrolling through Twitter problem. And sometimes I'm not even like looking at what i'm scrolling through it's a sickness you know what i mean like you're just like you're addicted to it i remember you saying that like you'll be sitting there and you'll be like tapping on the re- refresh yeah, page yeah. talking to somebody <laughs> like but, yeah that's a problem i know but for you to be a sports talk radio host i think looking at twitter is a good way to like catch up on all the news to talk yeah. about on your radio show so i think that's True. not a problem thank you but i mean now now you know what you are you're an enabler but you know what though there is a problem when you're refreshing the page and you're not even looking at it now that that now that is a problem i'll sit here while i'm doing interviews and just tap this home (laughs) yeah that that you might need to go check that out yeah and like not even know i'm doing it uh tyler sneed released now what does this mean chandler as far as him on the practice squad for the steelers tell folks what that means uh well did it say he was waived because if he goes through waivers without being picked up then he can potentially be brought back on the practice squad practice squad we've seen that a lot with former ecu football players yeah especially like a guy like tyler sneed who really never had a chance in getting drafted a lot of you know undrafted free agent um i really as far as i know a really good preseason from a guy who is what five six five seven only weighs a buck 90 as far as what he did in the preseason games and even we don't get to see all the camp but we saw highlights i think he pretty much did all he could do all he you know what do. i mean just like he did here at east carolina yeah. what more could he do here at east carolina to you know get drafted in, in in seven rounds and i think he did the best he could all he could do for the the sealers this preseason uh, unfortunately, there was no room for him, but but maybe they can bring him back for the practice squad. Any word on Jaquan McMillan? I was just thinking about that, and I was going to throw it over to you, my uh, cut guy. I thought you were going to be the cut a, guy. I'm not the cut guy, even right. though I have been cut before in my life. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
bringing I'm back. I'm a former long snapper. That is true. Uh, the Broncos waived Jaquan McMillan. I think it's. I think it goes the same for him. Yeah. Um, I think he had a really good preseason for the Broncos, um, and he can always be brought back or picked up elsewhere in the league so in the league or in a different league uh, because next year there will be the usfl and the xfl yes sir and i keep seeing this tweet thrown around and it was on facebook as well that like 800 plus players are about to get released and that is a reason why you should have these leagues out there so like there's a i see it as like a g league in nba basketball yeah, and and we've seen guys go from these leagues to the NFL. Yes, so it can be you. In fact, uh, you know, we had some uh, just this past year that played spring football. Garrett McGinn got a uh, look from the Giants. A guy that the one of the guys that the Panthers cut today was Kenny Robinson, and that was a guy that caught the Panthers' attention because of his play in the XFL. I believe he was top three in the in the XFL when it came to interceptions. Was a ball hawk, and then they brought him on to the Panthers, and then. Obviously, Kenny Robinson is the guy that had two straight practices where he couldn't put his fist away and was getting into fights, and I think that might have cost him a roster spot. But he'll have a chance, I'm sure, I'm sure, to either get somewhere else in the NFL or go back to the XFL or the USFL and try to prove his point uh, once again. So 800 people released? That is crazy. I don't but, know if that number's right. Well. So it went from uh... – let's say 80 if there is that many there is the usfl and the xfl so it went guys. from like 85 to 53 or something yes something like that 90 right to 53 okay let's say that 90 minus 53 is 37 and then there's 32 teams mm-hmm. so that math would put it even a more than 80 so 800 so yeah i think that number might be accurate um Chandler, do you remember Mark Morrison's song "Return of the Mac"? Return of the Mac. I know Shirley and I do. That Return was of the more Mac. in our era, but you're familiar with the song. What is the opposite of "Return of the Mac"? Exit of the Mac. The exit of the Mac. The the absence. exodus. Absence of said Mac. The absence of the Mac. The absence <laughs> of the, the Mac. Mac. <laughs> you're not talking about the Mac Conference, are you? Yeah, the Mac Conference is gone. No! No, I'm joking. Uh, Marlon Mack, former South Florida Bull, has been cut. I saw that. Um, so now the man there is Damian Pierce, and there's not going to be a lot for you in your Dynasty League draft at pick 12. So if Damian Pierce is there, he might be the best available guy right now. Okay. So something All to look right. at. So that was one of the, uh, I guess, surprise releases from today. Marlon Mack uh, leaving there in Houston. All right, uh, let's take, oh, Josh Gordon got released today. Guess, I don't know if that's Are you sure he got released or he got kicked out of the league again? Hey, now. Hey, now. Oh, look at I you. I need to watch myself. Look at you getting a little cheeky I- over there. I'm getting a little chippy. All right. Uh, Josh Gordon released by the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I guess tonight would be the finale of Hard Knocks they really? do one next week let me check how many episodes are there usually let me check maybe it goes up to week one because they do usually show the um guys getting cut and i don't think that god those videos those behind the scenes i don't think hbo would have sad. enough time to do today's cuts and yeah i'm wrong there is one more after so they have 
episode for tonight and then the final episode will be next week which will believe it or not be two nights before the season opens. that's game week for the nfl man it's all here baby exciting times let's take a break we'll come back when we return bryce williams joins us we'll go pirate radio outdoors we will we will hear from mike houston we'll get bryce's thoughts hey we'll have our first official ecu nc state prediction score prediction because we ain't got one yet from anybody all right bryce if you're listening go ahead and start thinking about it buddy <laughs> bryce is up first <laughs> who will win what will the score be bryce williams will tell you coming up in hour three of pirate radio live we're back after this listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show welcome back at angel oak they continue to make customer service a number one priority local mortgage advisor is the key to your transaction success the combination of their local team's experience and Angel Oak's wide offerings of products from standard conventional government and portfolio loans has something for every financial situation. For more information, call Talbot Green, Braxton Green, Joanne Weir, or Wanda Hager at 751-2060. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock. All right, Hour 3, Pirate Radio Live on this Tuesday. It is game week, and before we leave this hour, we're going to have our first official prediction for ECU NC State delivered by one Bryce Williams. Oh, yeah. No pressure, Bryce, but I forgot you forgot about those. Of course you did. You will be the first to predict the score this week. And uh we'll do that at the end of this uh this hour. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Um Shirley is on the phone. Uh Chandler, could you hook up our uh, our music? We got an intro, Bryce Williams here, and I'll stall until we can finally get that going. Uh I'll describe him. He's wearing uh a hat today uh american flag style mm-hmm. and it is a hat that says abc supply company mm-hmm. yep uh wearing a shirt which i gotta tell you i was a big fan of the Cray- crayola crayon box as a kid yeah. i don't remember what that one's called is it like a fuchsia or? i don't know it was a red but it's a faded, faded red we'll call she's it faded, faded red he's got some dirty i saw the light i was baptized by the fire He's got some dirty, faded uh, khaki shorts, mm-hmm. and uh, looks like some old uh, work boots. Uh, some work boots. Hit the music, Shirley Rhodes. I saw the light. I was baptized by the fire in your touch and the flame in your eyes. I'm born to love again. I'm a brand new man. All right, if things go right Thursday night, you might see Chandler and I on the stage performing that. Mm, that'd be cool. But I doubt that'll happen. But it could happen. I'm not going to rule it out. So, uh, Bryce, welcome in. How you doing, man? Doing good. How y'all doing? We're fantastic. And you uh, you said you're about done, huh? You're about, you're about tired of the heat. Um, you're about ready yeah. for fall to roll around. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Tapping out. At least like 70, low 70s, you know. Yeah. 
But that gum, it was the, what, 95 heat index today? Let's take a look at the old weather for Saturday, shall we? See what we're going to get at Daddy Ficklin Stadium. You uh, going to the game? I think I'll be at the beach uh, watching it at uh, Jake's house. He'll okay. Set up on his deck. So. Looks like uh, we're going to be looking at some some high temps during the game of 87, uh, which is doable, I guess. <laughs> Better than 90 something. Yeah. Uh, but let's see. Looking like, uh, yeah, upper well. 80s. Yeah. For the game. Yeah. That type. Yep. Mm-hmm. So showing uh, some. And that's the old. Oh, yeah. The heat index part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It's going to be cooking. What do you remember about them early season uh, hot ones, Bryce? The hot, you know, my senior year was Townsend, which was, I don't remember being that hot, but obviously I think several people remember like the App State yep. home opener. That was a hot one. That so were you playing? That was, I was dressed out. Yeah. I wasn't quite on travel squad, but I was, you know, got to dress out. I remember doing warm-ups thinking, dang, I'm kind of glad. Not really. Like, <laughs> a part of me was like, dang, I'm glad I ain't playing in this. I might fall out. But uh, that one I remember was was hot. That one was a hot one. Does it, uh, I don't know, Do you? what do you do differently in that opener that you don't have to worry about in October? Like, is there more uh, hydrating? Is there oh, yeah, anything you can put in your body, in your uniform or anything? Yeah, just drinking more water. Yeah, yeah getting water squirted down your neck and um, constantly going to the trainers, hey, can I have some water? You know, I was tempted to put some water bottles in my, you know, my belt strap <laughs> during warm-ups, but I couldn't get away with that. <laughs> so, yeah, you can – there's a lot of warm weather gear you can use for cold games for – hot games i mean there's can you throw like ice packs in your clothes or anything man the or? only thing they would you could really do is on the sidelines and normally they'll have like uh, towels and like ice coolers which that feels amazing um sort of drape that over your head yeah and things like that and then they would have like the um big mist and blower fans. oh yeah yeah those are always nice so those are pretty much the only things that uh you know they could do for us to cool us off Bryce Williams, Bryce Williams joining us. Uh, let's hear uh, cut three, if we could. Mike Houston was asked, uh, it is the season opener. It's NC State. Any worry the guys could get too hyped up for this one? Uh, cut three. Well, I think that's, that's a big piece of it. You know, it's, uh, you know fortunately, we had uh, you know, some pretty big moments last year to prepare for this. You know, certainly the Cincinnati game and the finale last year was – you know, pretty electric environment. Um, you know, the, the game in Charlotte against App last year, and that was one of the things coming out of that game that, uh, you know, after not playing in front of any fans with a bunch of freshmen in 2020, you know, a lot of them did not handle that very well. And uh, so it's something I've, I've been talking to the players about is, you know, our teams play with a lot of passion and emotion, uh, but you can't let your emotions control you. And certainly it's going to be electric at kickoff on Saturday in our stadium. Uh, you know, they've got to focus in on playing the game one, one play at a time and uh, executing at a high level, uh, doing what they've been coached to do. And that's going to be a big key to it. That's going to be a big key for both, both teams. And I'm sure Coach Doran is, doing, is talking to his team about the same things. And certainly they've been in some big ball games and they've been in that environment in the past. But, you know, still it's, it, it's the opening game of the season. And so, you know, managing that uh, at kickoff in the first, uh, first, first beginning of the game is going to be a big piece Saturday. Bryce, we've talked to you enough to know you were um, able to pretty much control your emotions no matter the game. Is that mm-hmm. fair to say? Yeah, I think fairly so. Like especially like during the play, you know, during the 
like yeah during the snap mm-hmm. after the snap however it would be you know i was pretty i feel like i was pretty level-headed um of course after the play you can get mad happy <laughs> things like that but um yeah overall felt pretty good and but that like pre-game let's run through a brick wall get so excited uh, and then it starts and you almost got to catch your breath again you know what i'm saying yeah like, like i was never one to really like hoop and holler right. it was kind of like a lot of deep breaths just kind of just I get, I'm trying to think how you describe it, but it was just a lot of... How about when you run out of the tunnel? Breathing. Yeah, it was just right. kind of, okay, here we go. <laughs> and, um, you know, things like that. And, yeah, like I said, it wasn't very too animated, but... Yeah. Um, I'm sure there are guys, those guys, though, that get so excited, and then I, after the opening kickoff, they feel like they've played three quarters. They're like, man, I got to yeah, calm yeah. down. Like, yeah, I was never like that kind of, uh, yeah. I guess you would almost put it as like a spastic. <laughs> you know, all yeah. of that. I mean, I was hyped up, focused, and uh, it was always just a lot of deep breathing. Um, you know, and you would, I would remember, you know, would sit there and sort of like before, like you would visualize, you know, you yourself making plays and things like that and just kind of think the game through. Um, but it's definitely very, you know, very exciting, especially – you know, when I was on kickoff return, you know, if we received it, of course it's funny because you know, you're like, oh, maybe here we go, and it's you know, and I do remember hearing like the, you know the crowd do the oh and like oh yeah all yeah. that. So that I mean Oof. that's super exciting. And then you're going and you're going, and then it's a touchback. And I go, okay, <laughs> <You know, laughs> kind of anticlimactic. Like, yeah, but then you know we received the ball, and especially you know we're like all right, let's you know you go right back out there, and it's like all right, you know, it's I'm kind of getting goosebumps thinking about it just because. You know, it's touchdown, you know, or touchback, and then you know we would you know link up with you know Coach Riley in the huddle, and all right, so and so this is the play, and you know and you start rolling, and it's um, yeah, it's an exciting feeling, that's for sure. All right, let's hear uh, cut four. We know about Holt Nailers. We at this point know about Devin Leary, very talented quarterback for NC State. Mike Houston gave his thoughts on the Wolfpack QB. Well, you know, I think first off, you know, just his decision making to go along with his arm talent. You know, he's He's got a very strong arm. He's a really good athlete. He runs very well, but he doesn't make, you know, a lot of big mistakes. You know, I think 35 touchdowns to five interceptions last year. So, uh, you know, he's, he's a, not only a talented athlete, but he's a really good quarterback. And, you know, when you look at a couple of guys we faced last year, whether it was uh, Grant Wells at Marshall, who I thought was one of the better quarterbacks we saw all year, or Desmond Ritter, who we saw, uh, you know, in the finale from Cincinnati, who was – you know, a pretty high high round draft pick. You know, I think he's he's kind of in that level as far as a player. And uh, you know, you put that with all the weapons that he uh, has around him. They've done a great job with you know either development or transfers uh, and giving him a lot of uh, viable options uh, to go to. Uh, you know, it's going to be a great challenge on Saturday to defend him. All right, Mike Houston there talking about the opposing team signal caller Bryce. Your job was to prepare for the opposing team's defense. Did you ever kind of get caught up looking at the other team's offense or thinking about that game week? Hmm. I mean, it's it, yeah. you can't do anything about it, but did right. you ever so did you ever uh, think about it? Not really. It just No. We I hardly could I mean obviously I like would know the quarterbacks and you know things like that, but the only time I'd really pay attention to the other offense is like during the game, if the tight ends were in, I'd be going, 
Yeah, check this guy out. Yeah, I'm, I'm better like, than him. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, ah, he looks pretty good, like physically. But I'm like, oh no, I think I'm, you know, that's about <laughs> as much as I get into looking at the offense yeah. um, as I would. That's interesting. I never thought to ask yeah. you, you know, how much are you watching the other offense during a game? I guess y'all are doing little meetings there, but yeah, sometimes you're, you're standing out yeah, there. Yeah, and it's almost, yeah, watching uh, the defense, but it is always entertaining um when you have vocal receivers on the opposing team and you're sitting there and of course you got the defensive guys who are waiting you know oh, get yeah. in on the sideline and it's yapping back and forth <laughs> to the he's chatting you know the receivers yapping it, yeah that part that part's pretty funny um but yeah it's really just sizing sizing them up and things like that mike houston was asked about the challenges preparing for a week one game when all the film you have to look at is from a year ago and uh here was his response to that well, you know, we both face the same challenges there. So, uh, you know, we've I watched their spring game on the ACC network, which is about as vanilla as it could get, which I don't blame them for that. And you know, I would have been the exact same way. Uh, and certainly, you know, I've had scouts all out all, around our practices and around our stadium during scrimmages and stuff, making sure we didn't have any peeking eyes or anything like that because we both, you know, we're both trying to protect what we've done new, uh, you know, the wrinkles we've uh, installed over the summer. So certainly there's going to be some things that both of us see from each other that, uh, you know, wasn't there last year as part of opening games. Uh, but still, with both of us, you know, there's, there's so much experience returning. The staffs are intact. Uh, you know, you're not going to get away from what you've done well. And so uh, we've worked very, very hard on what we've seen from film from them last year. Uh, and, you know, I, we're prepared uh, on on paper. We're prepared. You know, we'll see how we match up physically when we get out there. But uh, you know, there's going to be some things we got to adjust to here early in the early in the ball game Saturday. And Bryce, uh, we've talked to now. In this case, NC State has a lot of continuity from a year ago, so they're watching last year's stuff. But sometimes when there's a new coach that comes in or a new coordinator, you're watching film on an entirely different team than you're about to play. You know, from last year, so. Uh, one of the challenges, but like Mike Houston said, NC State going through the same uh, same deal here when it comes to trying to scout your opponent for Week One. Oh yeah, definitely. And um, you know, I'm sitting there thinking like, well, what the, the there's some people that like the football eye, and it's like, oh, they're doing all these different schemes and things like that. So it's very interesting to know like if you, know, you have good scouts or people you know see different nuances you're doing, um, you know, before the season and things like that. But uh, yeah, there's definitely. Um, you know, a bunch of different schemes, you know, defenses can play and or offenses um, that people can catch on to. But with, you know, NC State, I guess they haven't had really any changes, you know, on coaching staff to right. really change anything from what they've done last year, which probably, you know, should help, um, you know, ECU out. Blake Harrell was on Brian Bailey's show Monday and he was talking about signals and not wanting the TV cameras to pick up signals or their coaches to pick up signals. And it reminded me of years ago there was a talk that it was at west virginia it was some team that was su- supposedly picked up on lincoln riley signals and was <laughs> I, do you remember that at all like do you remember uh, talk of that i don't remember i, I, I don't think so pirate fans uh, uh help me out what game was that what team was that if you remember let me know via facebook or twitter but do y'all i mean as far as your signals went Bryce, I mean, is that something you you tried to hide from the the opposing? Uh, I think you know we would have you know the um, backup quarterbacks. I'm trying to think. Doing all, yeah. The, well, uh, yeah, we normally would have you know Coach Raleigh. He did you know it did to be at least two guys signaling. Maybe you know, I think we were maybe around three signaling and be like, all right, 
you know, it'd be like Coach Riley's live, okay, and then it'd like, you know, so and you know the back and some of them were like dummies. Live. Yeah, yeah, okay. it would be dummies, um, dummy calls. But um, yeah, I don't remember anybody really catching on to stuff we would do because they would obviously you wouldn't know who was live and what we're paying attention to. But you know, Shane would you know throw out little hand signals here and there, which you know if someone held on to it pretty good um, or focused on what we're doing, then they can catch on to yeah. it. Yeah, um, I think at sometimes we would minimize you know hand signals or or we would you know change them up like that you know tapping your shoulder would be one play and then maybe like the next week we'd change it up and do a different signal that but that'd be the same play in case the team did catch on to that uh oh wow okay i was talking about season openers uh earlier east carolina has not beaten an fbs opponent in a season opener at home since the justin jones hail mary game now you've beaten some fcs teams at home week one uh drew and i'm not going to look this up i'm just going to take his word for it nc state hasn't won a road opener since 1999 that's a hell of a stat for you there a stat to consider (laughs) um bryce uh i know the answer to this but you never like looked at the wrong guy given the dummy signal and took that as a real signal did you of course no only the close thing i would be like they're like yo, say what? Would I, what do I have? <laughs> or who would be on my? Sometimes if Zay would be out on Z or they switch some rub, I'd be like, crap, what was the call? Like, things like that. If I didn't see it, but I no, I never mistakenly um, looked at the wrong guy. Thank goodness, because uh, that is a. Because uh, <laughs> especially we play fast, so if you have oh, a brain God. fart, you're like, oh God, like what do I got? You don't want to run the wrong thing. Uh, Y'all are going 100 miles an hour, man. Yeah. I always say that too. That like us fans just like sit on a play for like three quarters and stew over it and you guys right when that play's done if you drop a ball bryce or do something that is is looked at as bad like you gotta immediately forget about oh, it oh yeah like in yeah. an instant and uh that's a talent of its own probably mm-hmm. being able to to learn how to do that right? oh most definitely you just forget about it and move on because you know coach riley wanted to play fast and um that's exactly what we do obviously you know the uh, incomplete pass would kind of kill a little bit of like the momentum right. because you know they'd have to get the rest would have to get the ball bring it back and things like that um would slow things down but yeah if we made a completion and it was a six yard catch it was like i mean we or were like if you missed it. a block or something the clock y'all were still going and instead of sitting there yeah. saying dang yeah oh you're yeah like right back to it. yeah that which would suck but but then it was good because you had to get over it quick and then until you watch film the next day is when you get reminded of it. So. <laughs> uh, Bryce Williams joining us. Uh, the players, uh, namely Holden Aylers, been doing his NC State homework this offseason. Mike Houston was asked, uh, could he tell that, that Holden Aylers had been doing some extra homework on NC State as the team began preparing for them last week? Well, it's, um, you know, we spend a good bit of time in the summer on upcoming opponents. I mean, we've looked at future opponents, you know, well into our schedule this year. So, you know, him looking at tape on state throughout the summer is not something that's uncommon. Uh, but I do think that he, he probably got into more serious study uh, earlier than a lot of players did. Um, you know, it's it, – Holton's seen a lot. And I talked about that with just, you know, going against him in scrimmages during preseason camp. You know, I, I don't know that you're going to have many quarterbacks in the country that have taken more snaps coming into the season than he has. And so, you know, with that, he's a smart, smart guy, smart football guy, uh, he, he prepares himself very, very well. Um, so hopefully he's going to be able to put us in the right situation Saturday, uh, you know, he and Coach Kirkpatrick, to where you know, we have the best play call possible. And then it becomes making great decisions post-snap. But uh, you know, certainly he's, you know, he's excited about this matchup, and uh, especially when you look at what we're going against defensively. 
I mean, there's a reason why they're talking about this, you know, maybe being the best defense in the country. You know, they, they have a lot of really talented guys of very, very experienced on that side of the football. So uh, it's going to be a big challenge for him on Saturday. All right. Uh, you know, can this offense be what the East Carolina offense was in the, the final years of Shane Carden? I, it can. That Those are very lofty numbers. But it sounds kind of similar. You got this veteran quarterback when you talk about putting the offense in the correct spots pre-snap and everything, I mean, that's what Shane Card and Lincoln Riley, your offense, did, Bryce. And uh, this offense has the weapons and everything, can hold Naylor's master it like Shane did. We shall see. But but how much uh, – it sounds like Holton's got a lot of freedom this year at the line to change some things up. How much freedom did Shane have there uh, at the end of his career? Um, I think, you know, he was pretty – you know, Coach Riley let him do – Quite a few things, but then again, no one, you know, our offense was so effective in what the first play was called. We didn't. Yeah. I don't recall having many audibles or change of plays or anything because, you know, of how well we were running things and, you know, the the play versus whatever defensive scheme we had that down, um, you know, always seemed to be the right one. Um, of course, we had, and what helped out would be a bunch of certain plays, if, you know, the hot route I'm talking about. Several times, that's kind of an you know an audible in itself that our that the receivers are aware of. Um, you know, if you have someone blitzing off the edge off a certain side, then you know you're hot. So that you know obviously helps things when you know helps the offense when defenses decide to change something up. Um, but you know, Shane, I think if Coach Riley did want to, if Shane did want to, you know, make an audible somewhere, I think Coach Riley obviously would have trusted that decision. All right, finally, let's hear uh, cut seven. Mike Houston talked about. Maybe the biggest weapon East Carolina has, Keaton Mitchell, back returning kicks this year for ECU. Well, it's something he really wanted to do, number one. Uh, I think number two, uh, anytime we can get the ball in his hands, I think it's a plus. Uh, he's an experienced guy and uh, a good decision maker, which I think that's you got to trust who, who you put back there at that deep returner. Um, you know, we've not just him, no, we've put some, some good players out there with him. You know, I'm not going to let them, you know, put him out there if he's not going to have good good guys around him taking care of him and blocking for him. But, uh, you know, I felt like we need to make some, you know, some really positive improvement in special teams in a couple of areas uh, over what we did last year, and a kick return was one of them. And so uh, that was the, the main major factors. I like it. It's exciting. It's certainly not playing scared. It's putting your best guys out there. And it's another sign of them saying, hey, let's go for it, man. Let's put our best guys on the field. Yeah. We talked to the players uh, this past couple of weeks. Jeremy Lewis and Xavier Smith and Miles Berry are going to be out there on kick coverage. Keaton Mitchell, you're mm-hmm. talking about your starters here being on special teams. And and I like it, Bryce. Let's, let's go. Let's I go know. It, almost has, uh, it kind of reminded me of high school. You have guys playing both ways. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of, you know, I feel like that's what we're doing. It's like, yes, like, you know, the best guys will play. And, you know, I think those guys, you know, by this point, you know, you're, you know, you're conditioned pretty dang good to, you know, you know, do a play here and there on special teams. You know, it's only, you know, one extra play every so, you know, especially uh, uh, let's say, return and stuff. Yeah, let's say Keaton has a 70-yard return. All right, pull him out and Rajay Harris is in a running back. Oh, yeah. You know, for a play or two. Yeah, and Keaton will get his get his win back. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, a play or two because, believe me, you only had about 30 seconds rest during condition anyway. <laughs> so, uh, I'm sure those guys can bounce back, you know, quickly. But I think it's a smart thing to put, you know, you put your best guys, you know, out there. All right, there is Mike Houston from earlier today. We're hanging out with Bryce Williams. We'll have more with Bryce. We'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors. 
and more here we got to get his prediction as well before we let him leave these pirate radio doors we're back with more on prl on a tuesday after these words listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show welcome back do you want to get rid of wrinkles tighten and lift your skin smooth your skin texture erase veins and excuse me veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair are you interested in botox or filler. Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medi Spa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations are available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Bryce Williams. His official ECU NC State prediction coming up in moments. Right now, we'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors with Bryce. And uh, Bryce will start here. I saw this on... Uh, barstool sports's twitter account if people want to look at it from yesterday uh the caption is the fish have had enough and they decide to fight back so we're out here uh in some waters bryce what are we looking at here what what so here comes (laughs) what what kind of fish is that is that a marlin no it's looking like a shark a mako sharks are pretty known to uh scowl the water like that mako sharks are known to uh sky out of the water like that so that would be quite an interesting uh goodness gracious so he had something on the line out here that was that but you sure so oh, it yeah. goes there i guess you. okay you think that okay what's crazy is the fish kind of landed like you know it landed on its belly as in it completed a a stunt you know <laughs> so that's impressive on the shark's part now what's the next move here you've got a live shark flopping how big is that shark bryce uh plants more i mean probably i need to see that's a that's a nice size he's probably pushing in the i need to see a human there's nothing dag i'm next you to need it. a reference point yeah i mean i would pause i mean he's probably about 200 pounds at least i mean just trying to judge it off the man in front of man who had the rod now what brave soul how do you get that thing out of the boat at this point you kind of i've had to guess you i don't know if they're keeping them or just catching i don't know what the process is but there's one way to keep it in the boat <laughs> aka a little uh pop to the head <laughs> but, uh, to get it out of the boat i mean Maybe see what it does, let it chill out for a little bit and grab the tail and pull it back and try and yeah. get his head turned. Man. Because uh, you got a little opening that, there, you might uh, slip, yeah, slide it through. Old, uh, but yeah, you ever experienced anything like that? No. Never. I've Man. never had a fish do that. The closest thing would probably be um, we were wahoo fishing and about a 60 pound yacht wahoo. We went to, uh, you know, we had it and went to gaff it. And I guess at the same time, the fish did something, and I bought Wahoo up. I hooked in the gas, like kind of went over the motors. Um, so that was pretty wild, but nothing like yeah, 
that no way all right uh what you been up to this week uh i've been pretty pretty good on let's see not this saturday but last saturday went drum fishing had a very i haven't posted any pictures. i've been slacking on the drum on the fishing picture but i might do a little uh what's it called like when you do uh instagram a, a dump of pictures mm-hmm. or whatever just add all the drum i've caught uh this summer but we uh we caught last saturday we went six for six on red drum and uh there was you know i could share there's one of them oh yeah we saw them you did, did that's I, old news what did i do on that did i post that i didn't post that i don't know but you showed me did i yeah that was the oh, last week yeah, oh my bad yeah wait okay well, here's Friday. Oh, this past okay. Friday night. This is actually on my boat. So that one was 48 inches. That's my buddy, you know, Chase McDonald. That's yeah. his dad. Oh, yeah. Then me and Chase doubled up. Oh, Chase. Yep. And then that was three. And then he caught a fourth one, 40 Man. inches. So, so we had a good went, week on that. Oh, yeah. Though. We had bull drum fishing. That was a late night. Got out there about seven. Didn't leave till about 1130. But then you got to drive from Oriental home so it's about two o'clock in the morning um arrival time but uh, yeah went bull drum fishing and i last we last week towards the end of the week after i you know the week but uh got my deer stand um up in the woods um so that the box the box stand is up in the woods so okay all right got that had the camera went to check the camera nothing crazy but we have some deer in the, in oh, the woods. all right. So, but I need to get some. Once the corn, I haven't picked deer corn yet, and then we have a monster buck, our first buck. Okay, <laughs> that's a monster <laughs> buck there. No, no, <laughs> that is what we call a spike, and he is a young fella. But okay. <laughs> we have deer, and I think you know it's on the up, possibly. Once I get some deer corn, once the farmers pick the deer corn, you know. Feed them with some good corn stuff. Hopefully, get some more people roll, people, more deer rolling in there. Um, so it's been pretty good. It's been an uplifting thing. They haven't been there in four days, which they made. I think all the corn may be gone. So um, I need to get back out there. But um, so are, we're about to hit happening. the turn of the month, and also I know football season means mm-hmm. deer season for folks. Yeah. So what is that date again? It's it's September four. Okay. It's uh, deer season, but um, this September 1st is early morning, uh, early morning, early season goose goose hunting. Okay. So I'm going to try and do that, and uh, dove um, dove season opens up on Saturday. So things are things are popping. All right. Good deal. Pirate Radio Outdoors. Bryce Williams yep, yep. ready to roll. All right, let's uh, get another break in. We'll come back. More ECU NC State talk. We have Bryce's prediction and more back with you on Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Uh, Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club, or you can visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. 
Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you. Pirate Radio Live. Never good when I'm trying to explain something to Bryce that I don't really know 100% about. <laughs> I was trying to give him a update on the Live Tour. Harold Golf the third uh, joining Live. It was officially announced today and uh, made no bones about it. Said financially he could set up his family and give them a life that he did not have and uh, he's going to take that chance right now and go ahead and do it. So tough to, to blame him from that aspect. Yeah. And uh, he will be p- playing. Is it this weekend, Chandler? Did you see? Um, yes. Up in Boston, I think. Second through the fourth. So. Yeah, starting weekend. Friday. Yeah. He uh, just wrapped up the PGA season, uh, missed out on the final event, the uh, the championship there. But uh, he's. And people are probably thinking, All right, it's only three days. It's different from the PGA. Instead of four days, it'll be three days. So, 54-hole tournament. And there's no cuts. So, he will be playing Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Is that up in, like, Boston or something? Yes, near say? Boston. So, all right, there you go. Near Boston. How near? Near about it. Near about it? <laughs> well, did you say it's, like, over yonder? Over yonder. Okay. Uh, right. Like, if you're in Boston, you say, oh, where's that tournament at? It's over yonder. Over yonder. <laughs> They'll <laughs> find it. Around the block. All right, uh, Bryce Williams here. Bryce, uh, are you ready to uh, – before you give us a prediction, let's go over some numbers real quick. Mm-hmm. NC State, 13th in the nation preseason poll, yeah. AP and coaches poll. Mm-hmm. NC State, 11-point favorite over East Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The total, the uh, over-under around uh, – saw it at 55-and-a-half last check. Or is it like – that's – total scores for uh, for both teams yep. the combined number combined of points number of points i'll right. see 55. if that five okay yeah uh-huh. um let's see other numbers mike houston has not won a season opener since being here at ecu mm-hmm. and then the new stat we got was the 1990 nc state has not won a road opener since 1999 mm-hmm. they've probably played a bunch of home games in that span yeah, but yeah. numbers don't lie numbers don't lie. rough used to say men lie women lie numbers don't speaking of rough he is with NC oh state. yeah Another factor to consider. Uh, yeah. Oh, I got to do my stat from yesterday, Bryce. I, Dang, had a, I uh, forgot. Totally forgot. Ruff was. What's yeah. his role? Why were special assistant to the head coach, something like that. Oh, by the way, Tank Robinson was playing football this weekend. Former pirate who's been playing since 2017. He is Van Wilder. He's playing for uh, Charlotte now. How in the world is he? covid and injuries and red shirts yada yada still getting it done uh what were you gonna say chandler uh this is off topic but we're talking about stats i saw a crazy stat uh 21 years removed you probably you've already maybe seen this august 29 2001 serena williams wins at the u.s open albert Pujols hits a home run and vlad guerrero senior Craig Biggio and Dante Bichette all record a hit. Yesterday, August 29th, 2022, 21 years removed, Serena Williams wins at the U.S. Open, Albert Pujols hits a home run, and Vlad Guerrero Jr., Kayvon Biggio, and Bo Bichette all record a hit. 21 Hmm. years removed. Crazy. Wow. Mind blown. Blown. Kevin Biggio. Kevin, sorry uh here's my stat bryce so far this college football season in games featuring a team that wears purple that is an 11 point underdog facing a team 
that wears red whose school name begins with the letter n the purple underdog has won outright that happened on saturday when northwestern beat nebraska now a similar situation here a purple team Mm -hmm. 11 point underdog playing a red school starts with n just wanted to put that out there that's a trend to consider (laughs) it is so i'm tell you there's some facts i mean that's big that's you can't. Big, that numbers don't lie. You can't bypass this one, folks. No. You, you can't just say ah, that, ah, that's ah. huge. That is huge. That's mm. big. Goodness gracious! And that is a stat to consider. The stats to consider. No, this game was played in <laughs> Ireland. I don't know if that affects. Maybe. You. What is Ireland known for? That. Uh, green i think it's green green and, uh, green something like uh, bangers and mash yeah but i'm going more with the green it's green green, it's green. where where no, green. remind me where's this game saturday being played green ville in the ville of green oh my wow. wow oh my god things are lining up can't make this up I mean, oh my god so bryce i think we've given you enough on your plate here you've gone yeah. through the stat buffet and then yeah. picked out what you're gonna put on your plate and now what else do you need it's all full and and now it's time to eat so uh mm. let's get that prediction bryce so we got 11 point underdog which fine fine maybe. um the 55 point spread over under. over under yeah that's right yeah, over under um well for i mean it's so it's yeah you know, with all those things aligning and it being a home game against a very big rivalry of the pirates you know sorry bryce i gotta take uh-oh. a little something off your plate uh-huh. but i'm gonna add more to it okay spread is now 11 and a half nc state's favorite so they've given a, they've favored them a more and do we have a torrential downpour coming because the total has dropped to 51 and a half so Good that's right. four, that a significant drop. that's a lot less points uh, yeah. four less points so all right i'm gonna put that on your plate i'm gonna leave you alone now to make so i mean obviously i think we're you know you got daddy Fickle home opener against nc state that effect is probably going to be quite rowdy. Oh yeah, you know, a um, lot of lot of liquid snacks, Bryce. Liquid snacks, lighter fluid. Yes, <laughs> a lot sir. of lighter fluid. <laughs> um, We're going to be aflame on Saturday. That's right. Goodness, but me soft. I think ECU is going to win it. Um, by the way, for folks just tuning in for the first time with Bryce Williams, <laughs> he starts every prediction by saying, obviously, I think ECU is going to win it. <laughs> so, and then he gives out a score. Yeah, this, this that's never oh, – it's never – it really won't change, honestly. So, I think he's going to win it. Um, score, you know, I think, you know, 11 point, eh. I think we're going to win. I think it's going to – I'm trying to get my – you know, I want to do the over under right. So, I think I'm going to go ECU. You know, it won't be a crazy high-scoring game because then I think, you know, defenses and things like that. But I think if we can get some out of there. Um, I'm going ECU 28, NC State 20. I might be crazy. I don't know, but you, you know, may be wrong. You may be crazy, but you know it makes it nice. It makes it a little bit of a nail biter, but you know, still but winning by two scores. He is the lunatic. Lunatic, you looking, looking for? I'm looking really? For. Are you there kidding me? Turn out the lights. Don't try to save me. Save me. That's it. Dun, 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 dun. You, you may, may be wrong, wrong but you, you may, may be, be right. Yeah. 
You may. There we go. Who sings that one? Uh, the original was Billy Joel. That's. You and Garth, Garth Brooks actually. You may be wrong. Can I finish? Sorry. Garth Brooks uh, covered it. And boy, did we sing it beautifully. <laughs> no, he tried to sing it. I was just trying to say Garth Brooks. I mean, I don't. So, I mean, what, what, do, what do you think you're. Oh, you don't. When do you give yours? How far off are we? I mean, I think. You know I, when we give our predictions, Bryce? Coming up on Saturday, the Bud Light pregame tailgate, baby, is back. <laughs> I, you know what, Bryce? You're thinking along the same lines I was thinking. I was thinking 31-28, but okay. it's going to be an ECU win. Okay. And it's going to come down to a field goal. There we go. Um, I like Shirley's. I like Shirley's mindset. I've got one. I've got my winner in the very, very low 30s mm-hmm. and my loser in the low to mid 20s. So, so points-wise, points we're we are pretty uh, darn close. Okay. Yep. All right. Am I too crazy? No, nah, man. You ain't crazy at all. I tell you what. What if I can get that right? If, th- if you get it right, we'll talk about it all next week. We'll call you the Oracle, and uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we won't. We can't wait to see you again next Tuesday to predict ECU Old Dominion. Man, how things could happen. If Bryce gets his prediction right every week, we're in for a special season because that means the Pirates are going to be twelve and up. Twelve and up, undefeated. Somehow we may make a <laughs> daggum. Uh, Oh gosh, what's the, uh, the playoff? The playoff, playoff, playoff. The you know, underdog story coming back. Why not put him in? Why not? You know. All right, I like it. Twenty-eight twenty. Pirates over the pack, Look, according to Bear, Bryce Red Williams. Here's clapping for me. <laughs> Let's take a break. Uh, we'll come back. Our final break and wrap up today's edition of Pirate Radio Live. We're back after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. A quick look at your stock market report. The Dow was down 308 points at 31,790. The NASDAQ was down 134 at 11,883. S&P was also down 44 points, closed out the day at 3,986. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors stock market report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Cliff. Wrapping it up with Bryce Williams, former Pirate tight end. Hope to see a lot of tight end work coming up on saturday between shane calhoun and of course ryan jones uh in the game against nc state bryce and uh man nc state across the board is tough especially defensively so mm-hmm. if the pirates can get to that uh that 28 number that mm-hmm. would be uh that would be a good number yeah. i think you could win if you score 28 you might need to hit the 30s with right. this Wolfpack team but mm-hmm. we shall see yeah i mean i'm uh I'm all optimistic on this uh, on this truck. So, and I'll tell you what, what happens. You hold them to twenty, I'll be feeling real good about that yeah. pirate defense. Yeah, the, that yeah, that may be a little bit with uh, and how good the quarterback is for NC State, but yeah, you know, you guys keep it in the uh, what was it the the point thing? I was trying to be not too go not to go crazy. 
you know, as far as like up into 35s, like 20 mile, like 15, two scores. Might be a little too crazy. There you go. Keep it tight. Uh, Douglas says, Bryce, is it true you go duck hunting in a boat per Troy? I don't know what he's referring to there. Uh, yes. I mean, yeah, you can go duck hunting in a boat. You have to take a boat sometimes to go to duck, to get to duck hunting spots. So, yeah. Okay. I don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Duck season's coming up. We'll see. I'll take snaps. Bryce, uh, we'll see you Thursday night at the Pirate Radio kickoff party. True or false? That is definitely a, it should be true. I mean, Anna, I don't know how many got some work, so maybe solo. I'd love for Anna to come. But um, I'll touch base with her if she's able to come. If not, I'll probably still come. Well, come on out, hang out, have a good time. Thursday night, just a couple nights away at the State Theater right across the street. We're going to be having a good time. We'll see you then, and uh, we'll talk to you next Tuesday, Bryce. Sounds good. Hey, do I need to come hungry to the tailgates party? Come hungry? Uh, how about this? Come hungry for cold uh, cold snacks. Cold snacks? Okay. So Okay. <laughs> all right sounds good we'll uh see you fine people wednesday three o'clock for an all-new edition of pirate radio live for the crew here i'm clip brock so long everybody thanks for listening to pirate radio live an exclusive presentation of the voice of the pirate nation